1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi,
2: everybody. I'm Gene Simmons, and you're not. And you are listening to the number one KISS podcast, Shout It Out Loudcast, with Tom and Zeus. But you knew that. Now get out of here. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is James scene. Put that cookie down. Stop pressing the buttons. Stalker Simmons. Star? Paul Is that
3: what he does? Stop shouting. He's crazy.
2: He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no. Here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Nice, cold, mellow.
3: Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because fuckle. That's what
2: talking about. 617 525 You do! Hey, fuckle. Do you like Yes.
3: Settle down. Hello! Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Another season of Shout It Out Loudcast. This is the opening episode of season six. So technically, it's our fifth anniversary.
2: It's our five-year anniversary, January
3: 2019. Yeah. And uh episode 257, we're calling this one Bruce Kulick, End of the Road, and more.
2: Hey guys end of the road
3: been a long road fantastic <laughs> full of <laughs> flapjacks love it
2: <laughs> um bruce
3: so you guys we'll get into this as you know as, as we always do before we will go. to give you a little preview of what you're going to be in store for but you're going to love it but tom last week we uh wrapped up the season and what we always do when we wrap up a season is a year in review where we go through the episodes. I think we forgot to talk about what Kiss did,
2: but that's all right. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him is right. And technically, last episode was last year. yeah. So we could say that if we want to. Yeah. yeah. Yes, what they did. Kiss did nothing. You know what Kiss did? They played the same song set list for a bunch of times on what's called the end of the road tour. That's really the gist of it. You know what Kiss did? Kiss did the live action version of, you know why? Because <laughs> fuck them. That's why. <laughs> yeah. That's what they did. Yeah, basically. Anyway, Tom, uh, we did a
3: poll, and I think it was more about, like, what we, uh, our type of episodes and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, we asked everybody what our favorite episode was or what their favorite episode was, and we we kind of picked the four biggies, or at least what we thought, uh, and that was our weekend recap episode of Gene in Las Vegas, the weekend recap episode of New York City, Madison Square Garden, obviously the final shows, the Festivus episode, and the Shout Out Loudcast Hall of Fame episode. I was a little surprised here. Gene Weekend Recap wins the poll very slightly at 34%. And then in a dead heat at 29% was New York City Recap and Festivus. And apparently only 9% of the people like the Hall of Fame, and that was probably the people that are in it.
3: Yeah, that was uh, Joey Casada that uh, actually probably picked that.
2: Yep, yep. Joey Casada. Uh, Uncle Polly says angry and annoyed Tom and Zeus episodes are always my favorites. Sprinkling some Joey Caserta with that spot on Jerry jewel impression. And you have podcast perfection. West beach. A good buddy says a toss up with the hall of fame. Kisses right for the grievances and the indictment. Ooh, it was Joey Casada indicted. Not yet. I don't think so. Uh, I, well, that's what it says, but I know I don't think Wes meant that, but I think, he, you know, uh, was hysterical and historical. Yes. Mike, simply Mike, chimes in. The Bruce interview and the Holly interview are high on my list. Well, guess what? You're lucky because you get to kick off the year with another fantastic Bruce interview. And this is probably the most actual interview that we've done with Bruce. Uh, a couple other comments here. Hey Tom, by the way, our Instagram poll. Yeah.
3: Um, we did one too as well about like, you know, what type of episodes and stuff yeah. like that. Uh the evening with Gene was forty seven percent. Wow. The wrap up of New York twenty-four. And then also the uh Festivus episode was twenty-two and hall of fame seven. Yeah. People really like that Gene. Well, off. I
2: think probably because that episode, that that episode itself and the event itself was way more fun than fucking what went on in New York City. Yeah. Putting aside that they were hanging out with all of our buddies and stuff. Yeah. Um, w- one other comment here, our buddy Steve. Holy shit, that year really flew by. It's only when you have a review of the year that you remember how many great episodes and amazing guests you had. Thanks for everything, guys. Here's to another amazing 12 months ahead. He's right. He brings up a great point as we were going through. The list of every episode. It's like, holy shit, was that was that year great? If we can pat ourselves on the back, which we don't do that often. And it flew by. It really flew by. Um, and it was just a, a fantastic year. And again, that's thanks to all the loudcasters out there. You guys rock. Uh, so that is Twitter.
3: All right, Tom. Over on the book of face, let's get to it. We got a bunch of comments, which I was surprised on a year in review. Wow. But uh, <laughs> God. If I laugh, I'll start fucking coughing too much. Uh, Joey, don't call me Ray Romano it.
2: Oh, Jesus.
3: Awesome show. What other podcast can do a review of 52 episodes without it becoming a snooze fest? Thanks, Tom and George, for another year of amazing shows, tons of laugh, and an absolute best kiss podcast on the planet. And thank you to all the loudcasters for being the best kiss community out there. Even to the ones that said I should be fired for taking a photo of a couple kiss belts. <laughs> Remember that? The belt buckle? <laughs> the buckles, yeah. yeah. Happy New Year to everyone, especially you guys sitting on rented furniture.
2: <laughs> nice, Joey.
3: Yes. And then I think uh, somebody put a Ray Romano photo up. And then somebody put up a potsy photo. I think it's Murphy. and Murph and back and forth. That's right. Kevon Japson. <laughs> Another amazing year, man. So happy what you guys have built. Finally, the hidden track is back. I love those. And what a shit story. Ew. <laughs> That's true. The Greek Thunder from Down Under, Thanis Akratides. All right. Boys, what a great year. Thank you for giving us such great entertainment and making the weekend listening along with ARC and Dorm Damage midweek show so informative. Funny and enjoyable. Ultimately, thank you for being every bit as genuine as I'd hoped you'd be when we met in New York. I felt like I really known you guys for years. Not to mention the other great loudcasters, which we met along the way: Tally, Gary, and Morty.
0: That will never get old.
3: Hope oh, all you have a great New Year. Can't wait for the new episodes. Hopefully, meeting up again in the future for more shenanigans. Yes, the great. Allie Faulkner.
2: She is turning into just a star. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, Oh, God. What? I'm not going to go there. Star? I I have a running gag with her that she's gonna be part of the Patreon tier. And there's always something like, Oh, I used to wear those type of pants when I was young. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be part of the Patreon tier, the tally Faulkner.
2: That'll be the 50, it'll be the $50 <laughs> tally tier. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, if anyone needed a reminder as to why you are the number one kiss podcast, this episode was it. As you read along, be warned that you hear a lot of me, myself, and I. Because, well, this is about my experience. I caught myself reminiscing while listening to this year in review. And to my surprise, I got a bit emotional about it. No, Tom Azuz did not make me cry per se. But reliving this year's podcast big moments, such as the announcement of the last two New York City concerts and the excitement and sadness city evoked, Or my favorite episode, 2023, Bob Kulik and Kiss with Bruce Kulick. Mm. Not only did I get to go on the journey about my own KISS fandom, but it was also reminded how much Shout It Out Loudcast intertwined with it all. You guys have been a part of my life for a few years now. And to finally have met you at those historical concerts was certainly part of the highlight of my year's recap. Mm. I have found friends here because of you, Tom and Zeus. And that in itself deserves to be highlighted. I've been a KISS fan for almost 30 years. And I, for once in my life, have people to talk about the band. You always thank us, the fans. I want to thank you. While it's hard to imagine 2024 will be better than 2023 for the podcast, you guys have consistently delivered the goods. And I will be tuning in to partake on your continued success. Finally, to quote my favorite singer, you are my people, you are my crowd.
2: Hmm. Oh boy, Tally! Ooh, you hit me right in the fields with that comment there. That's that's good stuff. She hits a Thank- lot of
3: us in the fields, yeah. Tom.
2: That's that's good stuff. That, that's all I can say.
3: Yes. Um, future Tally Faulkner Patreon tiers coming up. If you sign up soon, guys. <laughs> Gary Cap, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Gary Cap. This was the best year for Shout Out Loudcast for many reasons. The best guest this year, the great topics, the humor, and for me, meeting more of the great people that makes this show what it is. The best kiss podcast, period. And when he says that, guys out there listening, that means a lot. Gary listens and is friends with a lot of podcasts. A lot
2: of people. A lot of podcast people.
3: And yep. he says that about us. Yep. Now that is a great compliment, and that is why he is a Hall of Famer. But... Yeah. It carries Anyways, weight. It carries weight
2: when he says it. Yep. Yep.
3: Thank you to Tom and Zeus for being great hosts and for being great friends. Great people like Tally, Joe Decker, Farnus, John Murphy, Brad Rustoven, and the many others that I've met are truly what make this community like family. Happy New Year to all the loudcasters, and 2024 promises to be even better.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
3: The great Don Jameson. Yeah. Best to you guys in the big two-four. All right. Yeah, thanks, Don. Glenn Barth, raise your glasses, boys. Shout out Loudcast 2023 was the best. It's going to be tough making 2024 better, but I have a feeling you guys are more than up to the task. The anticipated release of your book with Joey Caserta is a great start. Looking forward to it. That book's coming along. We're almost there.
2: We're cooking. Yep. yep. Make
3: sure yep. you tell everybody about it. Yep. Philippe Melander, by far my favorite podcast. Good work and keep it coming. Thank you. Over on Loudcasters, John Whiteman. Awesome recap in the back of the book, Seven, was epic. (laughs) That hot tale of a woman in prison had a penthouse form energy and was described so vividly I could almost smell it. Keep up the great work. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> Maybe I'll have a recurring segment where I pull incident reports that might have some <laughs> level of humor to them, because I have access to the entire department. Wonderful. Yes, I can I can spend my lunch hour. T- uh, Tom, what are you doing? I'm just checking out reports to see if any inmates have shit themselves. On Instagram,
3: Junior Vintage. In celebration of Kiss's 50 years, Paul and Ace have decided to bury the hatchet and unite and do a covers album. The album will include classics like a duet of Jan Terry's Losing You and a dueling guitars version of Somebody Fought in the mini Minibus.
2: <laughs> oh, oh man. man.
3: Yes. Over on YouTube, History Masters Film says, was thinking the same thing that the guy from Frozen Tears, that's Thonis, by the way.
2: That is Thonis.
3: Said about Desmond. He, of course, was on other shows, but his interview on your show was the best. Very cool. Thanks, lads.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Tom, that's what I got. Over to you, buddy. All right, let's blow through a few emails here. Our buddy Tony Barone. Just listen to the year-end episode, and it is amazing when it is all summarized on how many awesome guests that you had. You should be so proud. Thanks for building a great community of music fans. Looking forward to 2024. Thanks, Tony. You should be signing your emails. Thanks, Tony. Class of 2023. Shout out, Loudcast Hall of Fame.
3: I was just gonna say we can't we can't talk about these people unless they have Hall of Fame in their resume.
2: <laughs> exactly. Right? Uh, we got one here from my buddy Scott Greer. What a great year! I know that after listening to this episode, I'll be going back to listen to a few of them again. Seriously. Holly Knight, Desmond, Bruce, D. Snyder, Meeting Gene, End of the Road concerts. Holy fuck, what a year. Michael DeBar was great, and I loved him as Dog in the Scum of the Earth episode of WKRP. I love the show with gas. After hearing that episode, I bought the tickets and went to Austin to see his show. We'll be seeing him more when he comes around within driving distance. Safe to say this past year was the best year for you and all the Loudcasters. Then he shares a little bit of a personal note that I'm not quite sure he may want read on the show. Uh, But, Scott, we appreciate that very, very much. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Uh, You're a big supporter, and we appreciate that very, very much. This one comes from our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. When you guys send us messages on the website, they come to us in the form of an email. This comes from Anthony Hunt. His subject is, I finally found my way. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. (laughs) <laughs> I'm one of the newer listeners from sunny Australia, and I just wanted to say I'm loving how you guys present your show. Finally, some humor from Kiss fans. Thanks for what you're doing and keep up the good work. All right, Anthony. Oh, I love that. We love those kinds of comments. And we're going to wrap up feedback with another submission on our website, shoutoutloudcast.com that comes to us in the form of an email from Matt Murphy. As we enter a new year, I wanted to drop you a note to say thank you for the laughs and entertainment. Before I discovered you guys, I listened to another Kiss podcast that turned me off with their insider and pontificating. Finding you was like a breath of fresh air. You are not afraid to tell it like it is, but still clearly love the band. Your conversational style makes listeners feel that they are just hanging with friends, and that is really something when you consider how successful you guys are. But I really want to tell you that Shout Out Loudcast was a bright spot this year for me. My mother was hospitalized for a long time in the winter and spring, and I spent a lot of time driving back and forth to see her. She lives on the New Hampshire line. Shout Out Loudcast kept me laughing as I made my way back and forth. The ace impressions almost sent me off the road more than once. And I not only reignited my love for the band, but mitigated the stress that I was going through. The show broadened my kiss horizons, even if I don't agree with you on a lot of stuff. You made me a listener for life and I look forward to every week's episode. Please don't stop discussing the hottest band in the land. I have a sneaking suspicion that there'll be plenty to talk about in the upcoming years. I wish you both the best in 2024. Your friend, Matt. P.S. Yes, Tom, as you might remember, I was a cop for 30 years. All I can say is that that report that you read at the end of the last episode was the epitome of law enforcement professionalism. Detailed, clear, and it really told a story. It really brought the incident to life like we were there. No need for a scratch and sniff on that one. Your friend, Matt. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Amazing, amazing stories. We love when people share personal anecdotes about the show and your KISS fandom and we just can't thank you enough for everything that you contribute as a listener and sending us messages and emails. And for that, my friend, you are the first comment of the week of 2024.
0: Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think, I'm going to be watching you.
3: <laughs> Matt, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You've been great. And uh, this is just another reason. And what a way to start off season six. Thank you. And Tom, another thing to be thankful for season six, our Patreon family. Patreon is where people can help the show. They contribute monetarily. And in turn, they get some perks from us, whether it be merch, involvement in the show, and it helps build the show and their support. And uh, contribution goes a long way for us, and it really means that uh, that we get to continue to grow, continue to perform, continue to do the show for you guys, and uh, we can't thank the Patreon family enough. It's become like a family. Those in the family know what we're talking about. Uh, we actually have the Demon Tear video chat coming up soon. And uh, we also will have a lot more stuff in store for the Patreon family. So please, if you want to help the show, you want to support us, you want us to continue, please subscribe, become a Patreon member. You can find out all about it right from our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. It's right on the landing page or patreon.com or Patreon, the app. Look for creators, Shout out, out loudcast, and uh, read all about it. And hopefully you'll join the family and join in the fun. And we really thank our Patreon family once again, and we appreciate your support.
2: Patreon, you guys rock. We say it every week. We're eternally grateful for everything that you do, and we like to give a little bit of something back to you for all of your support, including getting a sneak peek at what the episode's going to be on a Thursday, getting involved in what we do for our Flashback Friday social media posts, picking an album for album review crew, and so much more, including video chats and just interaction on the Pantheon website as well. So please check us out, pantheon.com, or go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. Click on the Patreon link and find out all about it. So we thank you guys so much, and we wish all of you a happy 2024. Tom, what we do
3: next is we go to Kiss World. What's going on over there?
2: Well, Kiss themselves are relatively quiet from a band perspective, but Ace Frehley has taken it upon himself this week to pretty much shit on everybody. From Tommy Thayer saying he should get back in the breadline, to saying that Black Sabbath were a little standoffish when they toured with Kiss, to claiming that Eddie Van Halen and Ingve Malmsteen's guitar solos suck and his are better, to also him saying that he wants to make a movie. So I, honestly, it's exhausting keeping up with this guy, and I know he's got an album coming out. And Kiss always used to say, "There's no such thing as bad press." But this fucking guy has become absolutely insufferable. I don't get it. I don't understand what he's doing.
3: It's funny because I was commenting last week that his girlfriend has been putting videos up of him. Yep. Um, she resorted back to her being on the camera, and they put and what, up. A what video did he say? What did they he put say? A video up of them walking New York City, and he and then she's like, "Hey, say hi. Hey, say hi, Ace." nothing crickets he's yep. not talking he's just walking and she keeps showing the video of them walking and eventually goes you keep promote this you just loves to promote herself yeah and you could fucking tell the shit hit the fan afterwards all of a sudden ace's ace is answering comments on the post in facebook yep. people yep. are like ah ace told her this and this and that he's like relax buddy I was just joking signed ace and Ace is responding, to people. Oh, it was just a joke. I was just kidding. You know, that was her doing damage control. Yep. I honestly think it's something's getting to him. Yep. Like, enough of this shit. I'm reading, maybe he's reading the comments and seeing how people are like, dude, what the fuck, man? Stop having her put her video of herself on. And he's uh, challenging I, I her. Stop fucking promoting yourself.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's the uh, every article, like I said, he shits on Tommy Thayer. Back to the breadline. It's over now.
3: Dude, back to the breadline, I guarantee you Tommy has a thousand times more money in, in him in the bank.
2: Not to mention, he has a vineyard out in California, I believe it is. He's got a ton of shit. Dude, he just played two sold-out shows at Madison Square Garden. You're playing the national VFW, for God's sake. Stop it. Yeah, you
3: think that Tommy wasn't compensated well? Absolutely. He was definitely. And does he seem like the type that wouldn't fucking take care of himself property-wise, of financially? Dude, he doesn't. But the thing, but the he doesn't get even, the fucking schlep in downtown Nashua and sleep in Tom's shed to make ends meet, or he can't fly to Europe, Tom, because yeah, you know, they got my passport because I haven't paid my taxes. But the thing I don't understand when you see that article, Tommy Thayer wasn't even brought up. He wasn't even brought up. All right, Tom. The other thing was there was a video of him. He went on some radio show. Oh, God. did you see this? Yes. With with Steve Brown God bless Steve Brown he's a nice guy Yeah great um, guy And uh, I've met him with when he came to Worcester With Joey and they performed yep. With fucking uh, Joey's buddy there What's the name the guy that looks like Austin Powers Eric Martin him? Yeah fucking Austin Powers that fucking this guy's. Uh, I'll tell you about him off the record Anybody wants to ask me what I think of that guy Fucking dick Oh I'm oh, sorry I said that on the air Wow <laughs> Yeah Oh fuck him! Anyway, um, so Austin Powers was there. Steve, Steve Brown, I met. He seemed like a real great guy. Anyway, yeah, they asked Ace something like, "Oh, Ace, yeah, I'm working on a record. What is this? My fifth or sixth record? Heck, yeah, Kiss hasn't put a record out in 20 years.
2: Like, I know. Like, no one asked you. No one asked you. Exactly. That's bringing it up, dude. Right? He can't not. And to sit there and bring up Tommy Thayer's inability guitar technique and then pile on by saying back to the breadline back to the breadline that doesn't even make sense ace and then you're saying that black set Sa- then you start shitting on well when we told it black sabbath they were they were real standoffish all right yngwie malmsteen and eddie van Halen. they're solos they don't have feel like dude you are shitting on legends yeah why like
3: somebody put the thought of like when they people say that ace's solos you can hum them and sing fine them. Okay, fine. fine. What do
2: you think that means, that Eddie Van Halen solos suck? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, guess what? Fucking Ace, go ahead and play the intro to fucking Mean Streets. Can you do that? No, you can't. But you don't hear anybody <laughs> saying that you can't do that. You're different guitarists. What is it? What is in it for him to do that?
3: Tommy can just imitate me, and he can't imitate me. He is imitating you. You know why? Because he's in Kiss. He's playing Kiss songs, you fucking idiot. Fucking what do you want idiot. to imitate? Fucking, uh... Uh, fucking George Lynch from Dawkins. He's not going to imitate him. He's going to imitate you. The fuck, man!
2: It's just, it's just fucking bonkers. And, and and the funny thing is, Zeus, me and you were talking about this this week on social media. Even the fucking Ace Cult is like, all right, enough. Like even yeah. they've had it with him.
3: Even the 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 pro Ace stuff or people like yeah, uh, web pages and stuff. People are like, Jesus, he needs to cut the shit. Good luck. You thought the Ace Cult is strong. Good luck insulting Eddie Van Halen online. When I saw that in like non-kiss posts, like oh, yeah. also, the comments were brutal. Who the fuck is this deadbeat? <laughs> he hasn't done anything creative since 1978. He's fucking right. given uh, Eddie shit. Like, yep. And this is the kind of shit that Paul sees and he's like, huh? Yeah. I'm the imbecile. Yeah. Well,
2: but speaking of Paul as, as a fucking pandemic paul wasn't insufferable now we have pontificating paul as he he always does that but i said this i'm like jesus christ mike Thanks. now that kiss is over now it's paul stanley unleashed talking about oh yeah you're entitled to your opinion but at what cost
1: <laughs>
2: and and then he's then he's taking pictures of how to take care of fucking dude i love that uh, basil <laughs>
3: and they he's like you know when you have fresh basil you can always put it down on a piece of paper, flatten it out and freeze it. Dude, you're fucking Paul Stanley. How cheap are you that you have to freeze basil? You can't go to the store and buy it for
2: a dollar 50. Why don't (laughs) you cash in one of those fucking gold that you're selling on, on your website, which by the way, I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe somebody can confirm or deny. I'm seeing people, on social media on facebook posting screenshots of emails that they've received that their orders for the gold bars have been canceled oh that's great and that they're getting their money refunded yeah that's funny oh you know what's great it's
3: like i can only imagine the other false false tip of the week you know if you order a lot of bread you can take off the bread tie if you tie them together you could probably have enough some point to make yourself a brand new homemade belt
2: oh okay (laughs) Thanks. or you You can go to the store and buy yourself a belt you fucking cheap ass dude these are like tips that my 80 year old mom you know if you put the bread in the refrigerator it'll last a week longer my (laughs) loaf of bread's two bucks i'm okay yeah dude freezing fucking basil how much basil are you eating (laughs) like what What the fuck the fucking guy just hung up his boots a week ago, and
3: now this. Yeah, I'm I- just like, what the fuck? Is there a basil shortage in the world? You got to
2: preserve your basil. <laughs> it's just it. Uh, I already hate the post kiss world. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> well, but get other used that, to it. But 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 other than that crickets and the, and the uh, uh Gene did his event at electric lady. Uh, electric lady. We did talk about that a little bit and some pictures and videos are coming out. Of course, Gene's awesome as always.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what's going on so far. Yeah. Let's take a little quick break. Uh, I want to see if Ace wants to talk about anything else before, uh, we go to break. Yeah. I listened to John Bonham play drums before, but if you listen to Peter Chris down last week, I think he could do just as good a job
2: All right, we're back, and uh, uh, just a new interview surfaced of Ace. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this guy, Elvis Presley, <laughs> they call him the king. <laughs> I'm not really sure about that. I've seen what he can do. It's not really that impressive. I've heard some of those songs, those dance moves. That's what I look like after a bottle of Jim Beam. I could shake my hips that way, too. Just give me a couple cocktails. Guy's no king.
3: The only thing I like about Elvis is he's got a place called Graceland. Well, I got a place called Ace Land. It's in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's a tool shed in the backyard of some podcaster named Tom. And in there, I've got shelves. I've got jars of cashews. I've got some soda and some fountain colas hidden in the back of the yard. They don't need to be in a refrigerator because it's pretty cold in Nashua. And I've got piles and piles of Ace socks all over the wall.
2: You realize that's the new thing now. Somebody needs to make a visualization of what Ace Land looks like. It's your shed in your backyard. That's true. I'll just post a picture of my shed. Back in the
3: bread line, Tommy. Hey, by the way, Tom. Can you hook can I up have some the- bread? <laughs> <laughs> you hook up the space heat in the back. It's getting a little chilly. God. Oh boy! Anyway, anyway, we of course we're going to start off the year with some ace impressions, but let's turn the page and uh, you know let's talk about our friend Bruce. And when the shit hit the fan, and we were talking to Bruce about something via emails, we go back and forth with him. He uh, he said he basically said, and this was no surprise we've mentioned before. Yeah, I'm I wasn't invited, mm-hmm. and so when we heard that. As he said to us, yeah, he was a little bit more explicit and more detailed. I wasn't invited. Not, I'm not going to be there. Or I've got dates and I can't make it or whatever. And we were like, what the fuck? Bruce specifically said, I want to come on your show and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So do you know how long and how hard we've been sitting there going, we can't fucking wait to get him here. We can't wait. Bruce is going to fucking talk. Tell us his all his thoughts. Well, he held up his end of the bargain. Bruce is here to talk about the end of the road and more on Shout It Out Loudcast.
2: Here it is. All right, we're kicking off 2024 and our five-year anniversary of Shout It Out Loudcast with one of our favorite guests, one of your favorite guests, And one of everybody's favorite KISS members of all time, the great, the legendary Bruce Kulik is here. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about, Bruce. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year, buddy.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, I'm a fan of your show. And uh, Thank you. You guys are, we've met in person, of course, at Gene's event. Yep. And probably other things, too. And uh, I just, you know, yeah, Creatures Fest. And you guys always have a um, a fun, uh, kind of like uh, platform, you know, to, to discuss mm-hmm. kiss. And I, mm-hmm. you have a good sense of humor with it too. So it's awesome.
2: wonderful. We're glad that Five. you see that. You
3: forgot <laughs> yes. to put one part in the introduction, Tom. Oh, and, and I can't believe you did that.
2: Oh, shout it out Loudcast hall of famer. Bruce, you made our <laughs> oh. hall of fame. Oh,
1: okay. That's
2: right. That's right. I'm sorry. I, I get so excited when Bruce is on I can't, all the accolades, I get mixed up.
3: Yeah, it
1: doesn't seem like I'll be in the real Hall of Fame, but the fans know that.
2: <laughs> but, 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 but Bruce, the next best thing is the show. Yes, the loud is absolutely.
1: So course. I appreciate okay. that. Excellent. The only
3: the only bad part about this, you have to share the Hall of Fame with Joey uh, Um So
1: that's the number one, you know, hit it, Joey. there will be others. That's <laughs> yeah. right. that's right. Yeah.
3: So, Bruce, this is obviously uh, very exciting for us because you know throughout this whole process the end of the road kiss going through everybody's excitements all sorts of rumors everybody's talking we had reached out to you because we were hoping to run into you in new york and prior to anything happening you sent us a message now obviously we kept it private yes you you basically told us guys i'm not invited right and we're me and tom were both like yeah it's so hard to hold that in and be like are you f- Fuck! Now this is us, not you. Are you fucking kidding me? Bruce isn't invited. So, I mean, that's I got to hit you with that first. What <laughs> when you tell me and tell Tom and the Kiss Army you weren't invited? Well, with we keep thoughts in mind and feelings
1: that with a lot of the other people that I knew were there to um, be at the garden, some of them actually guests of the band. You know, some people that are very successful that I know are friends with Gino, Paul, or, or even Eric. Or even just some of Eric's, um, you, you know, friends that I know very well, you know, they're all descending upon, uh, New York City. Uh, and then uh, quite a few of them reached out wondering if they would see me. And in that case, my response was just like, no, I'm, I'm not in New York and, and, and have a, have a wonderful time. You yeah. know what I mean? I, you know, you got the little more, uh, informative thing because I know we, at some point we talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to know that was not my standard response, although. I think there was one day I was feeling particularly snarky that I wound up, you know, <laughs> responding to a fan on Facebook. I wasn't invited. You know, why aren't you going to be, you know what I mean? And some people picked that up. I mean, I wasn't trying to make a mission of, um, you know, uh, getting into that because that, you know, me being there or not isn't the biggest story of that final night. The final night was, was going to be what Kiss wanted to present. And certainly, um, the, a lot of fans are very disappointed with, how they chose to handle that that's all i keep hearing you know yeah. i accepted a very long time ago that i wasn't going to get an invite and that started with you remember when they announced the original last 50 shows okay yes. right which yes. turned into like 55 and then or six and then minus three when uh, paul was sick and eric yeah. said he was really sick so uh what happened was doc mcgee did a lot of press okay it was interesting. There, there was a little bit of press from Gene and Paul, but I remember Doc was first the voice. Okay. And I hung on every word when he went on. I think it might have been Mike Brown or somebody. I don't think it's when he, he did your show or if he's done your show. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc McGee, but he, he flat out when asked about me being involved, you know, just said, uh, kiss is a jam band. Okay and uh, I was kind of like oh this is this is interesting thing to hear from him, you know mm. uh certainly he might remember if he wants to remember <laughs> that i i was i not only did I play on uh you know three times I wound up playing with kiss on the cruises, i believe, yep uh two, two times acoustic one one even with ace there uh and then the last time that that they invited me it wasn't on the last cruise." They were uh, focusing on other things that I wasn't, you know, the, the whole set was just uh, non-makeup. Um, I wound up uh, playing electric with them for a few songs. I don't jam, okay? I'm not a jam guy, okay? And I just, I knew from the tone of that, I think he was trying to tell a narrative that they don't want anybody else on stage with them, okay? And that's fair enough, okay? It's your show. It's your final night. You're going to handle it the way you want. And I never for a minute believed a lot of the, Narratives that were coming out from both Gene and Paul about members are invited. You remember hearing that for yeah. three years. Oh ago, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And and I know you know it's it's a good thing to say, and it's another thing when you actually have to get down to the nitty gritty. And I know for a fact that I can't speak anything about because I don't know what's real. Yeah. About what Ace was maybe discussed. What Peter was maybe discussed. All I can tell you guys from my heart, and everybody knows I'm not the big bullshitter in the world. You know, if I had a discussion, okay, it Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter because you you know how many times those stories changed. Peter was mostly quiet, so I have no idea. But, you know, Ace was not quiet. And obviously, we all love Ace, and he's a character. You do good imitations of him. But, you know, he goes on. (laughs) Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, there you go. You know, with AI now, you're going to be out of a job. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So you know, in the sense of those guys who absolutely take precedent on that last night over me, because without Ace and Peter, there would be would have wouldn't have been the kiss that we all um, love, and what what was able to give me a platform for my era, and et cetera, et cetera. And then for them to celebrate and and be in makeup with the reunion with even Tommy and Eric. You know, using those characters for right or wrong when the fans don't like it. But let's face it, those guys are pros, so they did it to the best of their ability. And that's why it was a functioning, working machine. And it it just seemed, from what the fans told me, because I know my take was no expectations, no hope that I was going to be a part of this, that I, I did not expect my name to be brought up. I didn't expect anything from the tone of Doc's interview, okay? Nothing would happen regarding my era other than, all right, the tour book has some things through the years and occasionally there's a photo on the stage. But th- this point of not ever mentioning, and this is what I heard because I didn't watch the pay per view, but nobody was ever mentioned, uh, to not, um, discuss history on your final night, I think was a really big missed opportunity by the band. Okay. I don't feel it, it 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 served the narrative years, right? Now, let's not forget the avatars, because I think it was something that could have clouded the entire um, decision as to how they want to handle the last night. They obviously spent a lot of time with some company, you know, that pitched this idea. And very few people really know much about it other than what they've told, okay?, and of course they film themselves to be able to create the um you know that God gave rock and roll, which mm-hmm. I have a little guilty pleasure in hearing my <laughs> guitar blasting through the garden yeah, at the end of the show. Yeah. You know? Inter- interesting, yes. Kind kinda, kinda hmm. odd that the biggest connection to myer and history with me is the, avatars, the avatar know, right now. Yeah. That's not the purpose of the avatars, to do the revenge album. You know, clearly that's yeah. not it, <laughs> yes. but it's such a great song. They couldn't, they couldn't leave out that. Otherwise I, they didn't play anything from my era. You know that they hadn't been concentrating. In fact, I believe the last show was very similar to the previous ones, you know, from yep. what I was told. Yes. Um, so, um, all I could say was I, I think there was some, um, angle that they figured all right we did it you know we made it this is it you know let's celebrate let's face it the promotion in new york was huge and well executed except for the golden tickets and the stuff of the fans but i'm just saying the sense of promoting that kiss is ending in new york where it all began was amazing between you know the uh statue of liberty and the, the new york post and all the pop-up stores and the merchandise they're amazing at all that and you can tell though with the decision of ignoring history on the last night, uh, and then the final, final thing with the smoke. And then all of a sudden Paul's voice, I don't know if he did that live or that was off of the, uh, you know, the intro of it. I couldn't tell where, where he mentions that kiss will be immortal. Okay. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden that starts and everybody's like, what? what is this? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I got to admit, I mean, there's something really, we can debate the avatars until we're, we're, you know, blue in the face. It doesn't really matter. It's not ready yet to sell to see what the market is, but for them now, the avatars, I think they're, they lost sight of everything they did and only wanted to concentrate on this, you know, eternal version of kiss. Okay. And the bigger shock for me personally was, wait a minute. And you know, Eric's my friend, Eric Singer, you know, and mm-hmm. it's Eric as the avatar and it's Tommy as the avatar, avatar. And they both look more like the real people than, than even Ace and, I mean, rather than Paul and Gene. Yes. And, and that brought up a lot of like, whoa, I got to talk to Eric about this. Even though what Eric is like, I don't know anything. You know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> we went in one day and we, 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 we did this and I, you know, they know they, w- they couldn't, actually sell it or do anything for a long time so it wasn't there wasn't even a conversation there was nothing to talk about i would have done the same thing if i was in the band at the time oh put the suit on let me do my thing you know but why would they not all right so let's let's go through the logistics of the last night opportunities missed Mm -hmm. uh okay you're not going to invite ace and Peter. it's too difficult it's you know the relationships are too complex and it's like a dysfunctional family i get it Yeah. Everybody knows I get along with everybody. You know, there I am jamming with Gene here in Las Vegas and and Paul keeps in touch and he always says kind things and, and, you know, but I'm not, you know, I can't necessarily be the one to physically be there when Ace and Peter are clearly not going to be there because of whatever went down with, with their supposed discussions. And again, I have no uh, facts for that, that I can really speak. So Then no one should be there. Nobody should jam. Okay. Nobody should get a shout out. Okay. Fine. Then you don't. Well, what I mean by a shout out, I mean point to them. You know, like the way, like at a wrestling event, sure. They bring out and they celebrate a former wrestler or something. So they chose not to do that. Then certainly the names could be said. Why not? I mean, how do you ignore an Eric Carr on your final night of your career? Okay. How do you not maybe mention besides? I I don't want to sell anymore the that ace and peter should have been mentioned and been a a part of that in some way and then of course me and maybe even of Vinnie vincent or mark st john whatever um you you definitely could have mentioned them or i would have thought and i would have pushed for it if i had any you know kind of say in the kids organization you do the way i love the way paul mccartney Would show like these incredible videos that start his show, you know, warm up the crowd. Why couldn't they connect? You spend all that money on an avatar and I get why you want to make the band eternal. Okay. But you're forgetting that after 50 years, there is a a five minute montage of some of the highlights of the career. You know, what a missed opportunity. It was so shocking you know the fans walked out of there in a daze all right the the avatars obviously surprised them plus the show was the same as other nights and i get the way our, our the, the kiss fans are they're addicted to the band and and they go and but certainly for the one night that you're going to wrap this up and i knew it was real that they're wrapping it up you know to to not honor or discuss the kiss story, this isn't about mentioning me in particular it's the entire thing and I just—it was really a head scratcher for me. Totally, Bruce. Before you heard
2: Doc's comments about Kiss not being a jam band, which I think he's kind of speaking out of school because you guys jammed at MTV Unplugged when they brought Ace and Peter out.
1: Mm, yeah, well, yeah. oh, that, we, that but, was actually rehearsed though. We we were ready. No, no, that. I know, but but yeah, but, but there
2: was still a celebration right. there. Before you heard Doc's comments. Were you hopeful? Were you expecting? Did you have? Did, did did you have any 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 mindset of being like looking forward to, this or were, or because of whatever was going on in Kiss world? Were you not even expecting to be part of that?
1: You know, the first announcement for the farewell tour or the end of the road tour. Let's not confuse them. Okay, yeah. my my bad. Um, actually, it was pre COVID. Okay, you remember okay. that, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, during COVID, I was doing some interviews, and people were asking. So, you know, no one knew when that was going to end and when the final date could actually be, right? So, I remember there was a clear questions to me by really good good interviewers about so you know, would you join them on stage if they asked you? And I remember I was I was kind of, of course, if they asked me, that would be amazing. The fans would love it. I would love nothing more than to get up there. I've done it before with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was never really like something that I couldn't imagine, but I I need to connect it also to another event that happened where I was absolutely invited, you know, where when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Mm -hmm. Roll Hall of Fame, they flew me first class. I was part of the entourage. I was there to sit at the same table with their family and Eric and Tommy to be supportive to what that meant, that Kiss was inducted, mm-hmm. knowing, full knowing that I wasn't going to be inducted, Eric wasn't going to be, you know, and this was all wrong. Of course, we know that, that that's the politics of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Paul, I remember having a conversation with him, thanking him for really driving home the fact that the Hall of Fame really didn't handle that right you know so let's go back almost 10 years to that that was april in uh 14 2014 you know that there i was to support them in their history there's tom morello mentioning every band member in his speech not all of that wound up on the hbo special or whenever they you yeah. know, aired it but i even think that gene gave a shout out to to me and things like that at the hall of Fame. You know, so there you have the situation where I was part of a bigger event that was part of the KISS world. And yet the final night of the 50, there's no mention, there's no support, there's nothing showing all the eras of the band. It was uh, so. It's incredible irony. It's it's incredible irony. Yeah. And I was a, a bit optimistic at first until, until. Um, yeah. Doc said those words. I, I know how to read between lines of people who um who do, uh you know, the interviews because, they, you know, it's politics to the business, you know, how things go. And in this case, absolutely. um I got I got a very weird feeling from Doc's words. I didn't have to hear it from a Gina Paul. Um, I just had to go with the flow that, of course, if they asked, I'd be there with bells on. And if they don't ask. What am I supposed to do? Crash the party? I wasn't invited. Yeah. Right. Simple right. as that.
3: Yeah. So two emotions that I would think if I'm in your shoes, I'd either be extremely hurt or angry. Were Do you have a little both, neither, one <laughs> or the other?
1: I've been in the business too long. I've worked with enough people that – you don't want, you got, you get thick skin. You just don't let it get under your skin. Now, the harder thing for me was the fact that since I understood that this is going to be the reality. So I had no expectations as, as these six months went by leading up to the end was of course, people like yourself, all the other friends I have and wondering, and how about this? Some very reputable people like, Kiss Army, Spain. I've performed there. Okay. Yeah. We want to hire you to be at our special event, offering me really good money, you know, to be there. Right. And then in the end, of course, I'm realizing, wait a minute, I, I could, maybe the grand funk schedule would work and I could be there. Then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to be there, you know, riding the coattails of kiss. If I'm going to be in New York city, cause I live in Las Vegas, I should be there under the understanding that I'm there to support Kiss cuz I'm invited by the band to be there not yeah. not uh at I'm at an event you know that's nearby that's like the the one year I did the hard rock before a cruise because they didn't want to invite anybody on a cruise and then they changed that so then I'm doing something like at the port you know so um you know you can imagine musicians deal with this uh all the time and um uh, what can I say uh I I've seen Enough in this business that you you accept it you you don't have to like it, and you go like, I would have handled that differently and and that's all I could say, but I'm trying to show the point of not anything about my emotions, about the fans. You see that's what blows oh, me away. believe me, why, we know, yeah, this is not about like Bruce has a lot to get off his chest. no, I'm just telling you like I've been like overwhelmed with everybody like like and I'm just standing there going like, Yep. I know. And I'm, I'm surprised too. But, uh, then again, um, I see it in a different way because I'm a part of the the business and I'm a part of the, I understand how, um, managers work and how the politics of, of, of a, of a famous band, you know, and, and it might've been just, uh, who knows how much they discussed it. I can't go to Eric. Hey, uh, you think you can uh, invite me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, I mean, right. that, would, that would be awkward. Of course, Eric would, would would get me a ticket and get me backstage. But like, you know, like it was easier for friends to be there, those tight friends. It was easier for uh, Gene's family and, and Paul's really tight. You know, I know he loves uh, Desmond Child. He's such a brilliant writer. They go way back. OK, I had the fortune of writing some songs with Desmond and Paul. You know, so, of course, he's there. And I get it. It's there's no there's no baggage with that, is there? OK, um, you know, Chris Angel was there and I think he was interviewed. He's a super talented guy, so popular here. And I know he's really tight with Paul. So they did invite some friends and family. But I think when it came to the band member kind of situation, it, it had to fall the way, you know, fall off the uh, invite list. And that's unfortunate, but it's something I accept.
3: You know, I yeah, just I think- follow, Yeah, I just wanted to follow the last uh, on sure. that. Just one little thing. I honestly believe, had Ace not, and I'm this. I'm speaking for me, not putting yeah. words in your mouth. Had Ace not done that whole Eddie trunk, I'm gonna black. You know, if you don't apologize, I'm gonna release all the like. Get it so ugly with Paul. I think what ends up happening is Paul's like. And between Doc and all them, like, you know what? You're better off not inviting anybody. This is your night. You're going to have too many distractions. Don't invite anybody. Had it not been like that, had Ace behaved like Peter, I think you all would have been invited. You would have been right there because it's, I, I get he's friends with them, but you're, you're not only friends with them. You're also a member. There's no reason why you're not on the side of the show because Tom and I were both second row that night. We saw mm-hmm. them all. They're yep, right yep. on the side.
1: <clears throat> you should well, wait, when you said you saw them on the side. Who who are you talking about? Like Desmond, uh Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, Niko, yeah, yeah. The guests like we Chris saw them, of course. I yep. mean yes. they were all there was they a were all contingency
3: yes. of fan fans like Sebastian and all them there yes. that we could see. What yep. the hell is Bruce not yeah. it just as a friend? Right. That that. There.
1: That thing, that's the one part that I think did bother me. And I told Lisa, Lisa, uh, everyone knows how, how great she is in my life and my yes. world. And she gets things. And not only because of her talent and beauty to me, but just she, she just knows how to, uh, if I'm, you know, tweaked about something, you know what I mean? She knows how to talk to me. So I remember this conversation we had. Um, I'm coming back exhausted from a ground funk show and we'll get to the ground funk thing too, of course. Yeah, sure. Um, where, um, you know, cause in a way, I could have gone straight to New York from the, that, that show in South Dakota or something like that. But there I am at, at the, uh, when you got to do the transfer, you know, you're at an airport waiting for the next flight in Atlanta. I think it was maybe, no, Minneapolis. And I'm like, uh, I'm looking at Facebook and I see so many of these people I know, uh, so many of my friends, so many of the cruisers that I've gotten to know on a first name basis, you know, from the Facebook pages and the groups and everything. And they're all, it's like Mecca, you know, New York City. They're all heading to New York City. And I go to Lisa, you're looking? Because I knew that weekend was going to be a little crazy. there yeah. would be a lot of people reaching out, and I'd be seeing all this, right, knowing that I'm not there and I didn't get invited to the party, okay? And knowing that people like you and these other people would be like, why isn't Bruce here? You know, what mm-hmm. you just said. So I just said to Lisa, why does it feel like – uh there's a cruise going on in New York City and we weren't invited to be on the cruise because mm. at least and I have to always thank, uh, you know, Paul and Jean for that tremendous invitation. Once mm-hmm. I got on there, everybody realized that this is really part of this is celebrating history on the cruise, you know, because they know I'm going to do a set of the, you know, the music that they don't need to cover. They don't want to cover. They don't. You know that aren't isn't covered, so then it becomes like a very happy ship, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so I was like just comparing it to that, even though their shows on the final tour were certainly not uh, representative of like what happens on the cruise. You know, they they stuck to mostly the non makeup years, et cetera, et cetera. And I noticed even in the last year they started dropping off more of like the crazy nights and the and the you know my year or anything if they ever did any of those mm-hmm. or even live God gave. Um, so I, I just kind of, like I said, I felt like that, that was, uh, I, I, I wasn't invited to that party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, yeah. that, and then yeah. Lisa was like, Bruce, it's better that way. Don't you understand? Because then if you were there, then where would you be able to go? And then you'd have to be, you know, if, if I was treated like part of that hall of fame entourage, where I was like. With Paul, I mean, with mostly with Eric and Tommy actually, and Keith Larue and everything, and we all hung out and were all brought over to the um the Barclays Center where they held the thing. You know, you get know what I mean. Oh, I was yeah. part of the Kiss entourage, yeah. so yep. yeah, that would have been. And, and they're not ready for that either, for me to be suddenly part of that. But let me go back to that comment you made about Ace. Absolutely, I think there were things said publicly that that got out of hand that didn't help. How maybe the last night, and I don't think Ace did that on intentional. You know, we all love Ace and we all know that uh, maybe there isn't an edit button. I don't know, you know, <laughs> but you know, let's not forget. And I'm not trying to say this to to, to, to freak out anyone. It was public. Ace starts talking about how much money he wants and he's putting that in the press. You know, it's all fine. We all know if you're in the music business, you really don't want to do something you say I want, and you make a outrageous demand and then it never happened. Oh, he wasn't Mm -hmm. available. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, so, but Ace is actually telling him, you know, people like his fans on, on Eddie's show, I don't like talking about money. I never do. I I have other people to do that for me, but he's spitting out these figures. That's just like, that's just (laughs) like, it it doesn't help the narrative of, of anything. Um, because I would have done it for nothing. Just take care of my expenses and bring me out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I wasn't paid to do the hall of fame. You know, they just asked me to be there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was real important, but look, um, how their relationships have developed through the years and all the ups and downs. Cause let's not forget Paul doing a video and supporting, you know, aces, uh, one of the records that came out. And, um, so there's always these hot and cold periods. Yeah. And certainly I hope everyone knows out there it, as much as I was aware I wouldn't be there and it was going to be a very complex, you know, like information for me to hear. I didn't know what they were going to do or not, but the night before I knew, that I needed to put up a post congratulating, congratulating them. And I noticed a lot of people steal the same one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The same image that I had my friend Michael do for me. And that was sincere. And I'm hoping that they knew that uh, I still, without my invitation, was totally in support of what they wanted to do. This is, I don't, I wasn't part of any decision. Again, Doc set that, you know, tone pretty clear way before it ever happened that I had no expectations of being there I just feel like it 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 it's just just a missed opportunity that um you could have celebrated history that night and instead they just chose to set up the future okay which which um, I wish them all the best with that, and even though we all know that that's a unique concept and it's a very new thing, you know, let's face it, ten years ago, you couldn't really talk about things like that quite the same way, it's their band, but I just know they've offered products from my era and all the years with ACE on the cover, you know, a, a live three album came out, you know, with these special deluxe things. It's not that they're not aware of my era and, and the albums and, and the work, but um, it wasn't a part of that night. It just wasn't to the extent that I think the fans out there are, are clearly um, do have a connection to. So I'm going to continue the wave of the flag for my era. We know that. And it, it didn't have to be on the, there on the last night, but I just think it would have been a really, uh, a better feeling for everybody to, uh, to celebrate all the years of kiss and then present the future.
2: Yeah. Bruce, one last, one last thing. i will just want to touch on about that final night. Um, and speaking as, as a fan, you know, Zeus and I were there with, with a lot of friends we met up with, and we were there for both shows. Um, You know, and obviously you, not just a former member of KISS, but a fan of the band itself. And you have been sharing the same exact sentiments that myself and Zeus and all of our friends. There was a sense of a combination of disappointment, of bewilderment, of confusion, of what the hell. And I think that really shook the KISS army for the most part, that Not only did you not acknowledge your past in any way, shape, or form, but you immediately injected the future of the band at the exact same time. There Mm. wasn't any breathing room. There wasn't any acknowledgement. It's almost as if they just wanted to put all this behind them and move forward with the future and the avatars. And coming out of Madison Square Garden with our friends, we should have been... Maybe should some of us should have been in tears, emotions, like wasn't that amazing? I can't instead, everyone was like, "What was that? what What are the avatars? What's that q r code we're supposed to scan what, right. what what what's this golden ticket thing? And unfortunately, we had a wonderful weekend, but, like you said, oh, just a tremendously lost opportunity and and it's confusing to me as a fan what they were thinking because they historically are so aware of their fan base. What did I say it was Tom and and what the fans want. And for them to be so tone deaf here is really startling.
1: I I agree with you, but um, and then the narrative for a little while though, you have to admit was, I didn't get my golden ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that too. I have five, you know, right. and, and, You know, which r- reminded me of all the Dubai nonsense when everybody yeah, exactly. was promised yes. something. And it went to that. But then it goes back to once they realize, oh, now they're selling them on in the kiss store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but in the end, I, I read a lot of the shock, shocks, shocking, um, you know, emotions. And I, and I, and look, I'm, I'm sitting from a different, you know, I'm in a completely different, uh, kind of like zone of where I'm trying to, uh, you know, you know, kind of absorb it all and process it. Okay. Because here it is, this band that, um, I just celebrate all the time and will continue to celebrate. And that's why I, I just saw it as the missed opportunity, not mm-hmm. that they're, they're mean or they don't love the fans. I just, I don't know why there was nobody in that camp who missed that point. Okay. You know and I mean, because agreed. one thing I know and, and it's been, the one reason why I've never loved being a KISS member more than these last three or four years where I've connected with fans in a huge way yeah. The the KISS is not only about the music. It's not only about the, uh, uh, you know, uh, all those great performances and everything to celebrate. And that first time you heard it and where it takes you to, you know, all that connection that a people have with a band. It is about how the fans all love to be together, mm-hmm. sharing this love because it isn't the band that everybody loves, you know, you know, a lot of people used to get beat up for it. It's not the Rolling Stones necessarily, or the Beatles. It's still this huge iconic band where it's almost like the fans are like a click and you get it, or you don't get it. And you all, everyone loves each other. They, they support each other. Those cruises are magical. Okay. And, and the, the camaraderie and that we're all getting together to share our love of this music and this band and I I know that I've become something special to many of them because they also know I'm not there to make outrageous, you know, blackmail statements or mention how yeah. much money it would take to have me on stage. There's nothing there's nothing controversial that comes out of myself, except, you know, that uh I love my era and they don't do enough of it. But I get it. They're in yep. makeup and they're and they're doing that. But again, it just comes down to the community of kiss fans which is something that i don't know if uh you can properly define unless you're one of them <laughs> you know i mean you have news stations you know filming you know and interviewing people on the streets of manhattan there cuz they couldn't believe it that 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 what's going on here but um those pe- people have to um say it loud and clear you know that that kissery matters you know, I don't I'm not trying to start a, a new catchphrase, you know, but it does. OK. And I know that the fans are they just love when everyone's um, just just celebrating and, you know, everything great. So I know that they still had a great time, but they'd have to leave a bit a bit confused. So um, mm-hmm. what can I say? And, yeah. and I, there hasn't been anything um, much. I know Gene did a successful event. I saw the way Gene is at his you know uh, when he's up close and personal with the fans he's incredible yeah Uh, uh that thing at electric lady i i i know a a guy that um, i'm friends with from kla who went and we got a chance to talk about it i got to see some video um and you know uh, all i could say is uh that that you know i don't think there's been anything else really from the kiss camp that's explaining anything but what can i say we all have to uh just this is the way it went down you know what i mean but moving forward I'm going to, uh, once again, just celebrate my era and, uh, and, and I'm excited for 2024 because now I'm not in Grand Funk Railroad anymore. And, uh, that the timing of that, by the way, had nothing to do with the end of Kiss. It's kind of ironic because I was ready to go and I just decided way before I knew when Kiss was ending that I probably wouldn't make it past, uh, 2023. I, I was ready to, to, to start focusing on my legacy, not Grand Funk's, you know.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. All right. So
1: that's a great taken off point. Um,
3: The news kind of broke that after, I don't know,
1: were you in Kiss longer or were you in Grand Funk longer? (laughs) Actually, those 12 years of Kiss, you know, when you think about um, product and touring and how and videos and everything, it's it's uh, almost half but uh because 23 years for grand funk yeah but with grand funk we didn't put out any product it was just gigging all around the country and right. touring and fly dates so there's nothing it's it's a big difference even though of course the 80 minutes on stage with those guys was a joy because uh you know the band plays great to play guitar to don brewers drums is just amazing and it's great music it's their legacy but i enjoyed the guitar playing, but there wasn't product. I wasn't on the cover of something. Yeah. yeah. When you go to the casino and you see a picture of the band. Yeah. I'm there. Okay. We, of course. And the fact that it was 23 years, the same five guys, you know, it um, was pretty remarkable, but it it was time for me to just not be part of that. But the 12 years of kiss is my legacy. We all know that. Well, we hope that you'll keep the legacy moving because
3: once this ended all sorts of like, I don't know, fan wishes or rumors. (laughs) Everybody's like, well, um, people are piecing little things together. Uh, Gene's website on his auction site, they were talking about all of a sudden Gene was going to be touring with this place in Australia or whatever. So everyone starts piecing. Well, if Bruce just left Grand Funk, Gene's got a reality. You could always grab a Todd. Wait a minute. What do we got here? Yeah. Have you had any conversations with anyone or with with Gene about touring with him or anything like that? Or have you had any conversations with your band about possibly going on the road and playing some dates?
1: So the reality of 2024 is nothing that you saw, which was a total bogus post about you know, Gene Simmons band <laughs> yeah. and who's in it touring in South America. And, yeah, you know, South America. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing was based in fact at all. Okay. <laughs> I shared it yeah. with Eric. We had a chuckle about it at lunch. And of course, you know, Gene's uh, Christina and Patrick, yes. you know, the people that helped him you know, yep. help him so well. Uh, Christina right away said, if anything was real about that, it would be on the Gene Simmons site. Don't read some silly thing on Facebook um i i was i was pretty flattered by it i think it's exciting you know it's kind of like when fans do something rogue like uh all right so they hear that i'm not going to be with grand funk and then they put it together well eric doesn't he's not gigging uh all right the gene simmons band and then they'll just insert todd and then they have a band um you know all that's like build it and they will come maybe uh you, you know what i'm saying and i get that but uh honestly um there has been nothing planned I have nothing on my calendar for anything. I've never had a conversation with Gene about the future, except, of course, at that event that I did with him in May. We had a blast, and I told Mm -hmm. him, you know, anytime you want to work with me, I loved it. We had a great time, and he he thanked me, of course, for being there. Eric got up and jammed, and, of course, I don't think he ever actually gigged with Todd Kearns before, you know. Brent Mm -hmm. Woods was the other guitarist who, who, uh, you know, and Brent. Fitz was the drummer who has mm-hmm. been yeah. before with Gene, so Gene knows that if if he's really like would would like me to be involved, he knows how to reach me very easily, and uh, there's no there's no drama there at all. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Regarding my band, I would love to say I know what we could do and when we can do it because the problem, if you want to say my band, which is of course the Cruise Band, yeah, mm-hmm. you know you have you know Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz, my dear friend. All these guys, we're really tight, we really get along great. And then Zach Throne, who's been tremendous uh, and had a very busy year, though, playing guitar for Corey yep. Taylor. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's funny because, yes. Brent, you know, like Brent's always on drums unless he's doing toque and then he plays the bass. OK, yeah, uh, sometimes even keyboards when he fills in for like a, the guess who or something. But, you know, Todd switches between bass and guitar and Todd wounds wound, is back with Slash now and so is Brent but he's playing bass. And I think Slash has him for four months at least. So I couldn't even think about anything. And I don't know where anyone's really right now their heads in, like get through Slash. Um No one has said something to me like, okay, I have a solid offer for you. Uh And then I'd have to discuss with who's available. Now I did learn one thing. They are always my, my go-to guys because not only, do we play great together, but they, you know, we're very comfortable with each other. We live in Las Vegas together. Okay. But you know, I can't control what they're able to do with me when they have other offers and we're all in that situation. Right. Yeah. Especially when they're part of a mining, it's really whatever we get booked. It's going to be Bruce Kulick. I don't, we're not a band, even though I I jokingly was referring to them as the mob, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) members of Bruce's band. <laughs> um, but let's, let's rewind to October when Neil Davis did the kiss cancer, goodbye creature fest um, uh, shows. In it, it was two days, a weekend in Florida. Okay. Yep. And, and that was a really excellent. It, and they raised a lot of money for cancer. It was wonderful. And it was great because he had a lot of different players. Once again, Neil likes to think out of the box, just like the success of creatures fest last May. Um, you know, you know, so, Todd was going to be there already. I didn't think I could do it at all because of Grand Funk. And then finally he came back and said, is there any way he, these are the flights that you could come the next day, perform that night, and I can get you home the next day? And I'm going like, ooh, let me look at that. I remember Lisa going like, is he kidding? And then I said, hold on, let's take a look. Yeah. And then I realized there were flights that unless something got canceled, I can get there. I wouldn't be able to rehearse with them. But I knew, first of all, uh, not a not a kick at Joey Casada. Joey Casada was
2: <laughs> oh, don't pick him. You know, <laughs> no, kick him. we
1: we want no, you. But, <laughs> but yeah, and then I'm going like, all right, I have Todd because he's there. Joey's going to be there, of course. And I I really admire Joey's playing from the Creatures Fest. Mm-hmm. And then I had to look at well, what about bass? And then I realized that. Uh, This guy, Joe McGinnis, who actually plays guitar yeah, oh, yeah. with Chris Jericho in yep. quarantine, who he's I'm great. very good friends with him. We keep in touch and uh, we're trading riffs all the time and talking guitars and gear. And but Joe goes, you know, I play bass. I go like, oh, so he's another like a, a, a I sing too. I, he's all over that that kiss record that that is yeah, a classic over. 78. Yeah. Which when when Lisa fantastic, me, it was unbelievable. I was fantastic. To it. Fantastic to me, and I'm like, wait a minute, the, these aren't Kiss songs. No, we wrote those. I go, yep. are you singing these these two songs? He goes, yeah, that's me singing. I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, mean? I was freaked yeah. out. Yeah, Tom Higgins,
3: the main guy there, he's a Boston yep. guy, and okay. then obviously Charlie Bonante, yeah, the yes, Joe, right, yeah, right, exactly. fantastic, so,
1: yep, really good product. I was very yeah. impressed with that. So, um, I had to do a Bruce Kulick branded gig with two guys that i I'd never performed with before all right i jammed with quarantine at creatures fest got up for a song and those guys pulled it off so what i'm just have to let everybody know i i don't know like exactly who would be in my band if the right opportunity comes but i know that i would always hope that it could be like what i did on the cruises let's not also forget that i did the two cruises last year if you remember that's right and zach already was booked with Corey taylor in England. So he couldn't do the first one. It wasn't as as crowded. And I remembered Brent said, I know this guy, Chaz, over in, in – he lives in Canada, but he's an American. And I reached out to him, and he did a great job. We did rehearse one day in Vegas before we all went to the cruise. I thanked him, and then Zach got on the boat, and I had Zach for the second uh cruise, you know, which was really interesting. So I really, unfortunately – or fortunately – I know there's some great talent out there and, and what I'm trying to say is I, I, I have a lot of, uh, dodging and, and shifting to do if someone offers, cause it's like, when is it, is it something I want to do? Could I pull it off professionally? Cause I think everybody knows I like to do everything as, as great as possible. I mm-hmm. don't like shoddy stuff. Uh, I'm not the jam guy, by the way. Right? <laughs> to connect that to the earlier part yep. of the interview, so, and you want and you want a
3: drummer too, not a drum machine. Yeah, like right, like that, like that oh. one. Oh yeah,
1: like that, it like that. Be. You know, it was supposed to be are, a drummer there. Yeah,
3: we, that was but, uh, that was an look,
1: experience. Vinny, Vinny plays by Vinny's rules. Okay? Oh yeah, <laughs> and and I was I was really surprised how kind. Uh, Ace was to Vinny in that last interview that he gave, talking about all the Kiss guitars, you know? Yep. Um, because as much as, um, you know, Vinny, uh, and I talked about it after the event, you know, look, he was very nice to me and he he was all over Lisa because he loved the pancake (laughs) site. Can you believe that? (laughs) The idea. Well, maybe I can believe that, but he was so excited to meet her uh, talking about pancakes. But, um, you know, what Vinny did was, was very unusual, very, very out there. And, but it wasn't what we were expecting. And it was actually Ace and I having a conversation saying, we have to do this. We'll do it for the fans and let's just do it. He said, if you do it, I'll do it and we'll do it. And then in that interview, I don't think he remembered anything that happened that night. Do you see what what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 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 You know, because Ace was quite vocal. I usually play with a drummer. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and he didn't even know what song started. And then, and then I don't even know what Vinny was playing or not playing. I, I, I heard the tape when Ace's guitar speaker thing fell out it was only me playing <laughs> because there was no rhythm and, and yet Vinny's oh. up there so like what was going on that oh, I have wow. no idea I don't okay. think
2: anybody knows what was going yeah, on exactly up there. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I thought I went I was transported to some strange sci-fi movie that's all I thought <laughs> you know? but the best part about that is Bruce that we
3: all that were there I don't think that'll ever happen again we no. get to say yeah but you weren't there when Ace and Bruce and, and Vinny right. played together or Played right. somewhat together. Yes. Yes. Um, We experienced it. So, as yep. much as people want to pan Vinny, I, I still say it's one of the craziest out there experiences I've ever there. seen live. Yeah. Especially us waiting for a half an hour to an hour for us to get in. And we're like, I think we can hear somebody noodling up there. And then they right. just opened it up the door. Yep. yep. And everyone just walked in and he's up there playing.
1: That was it insane. Was, it, was, I mean, yeah. it, it was quite honestly, yeah. we, we all know that Vinny's very, very unique. And 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 kind of eccentric in many ways. And that's fine. Because meeting him in person, he knows how to put on that very, very uh, kind, smiley face. And that's why, oh, yeah. you know, you wonder. Oh, we felt uh, it, too. Yeah. We my, met him advice, I, I, my advice to him, I, you know, put the music out. Share the music. You know, make a commitment, like what you're offering, and do it. And the fans will be very, very happy. and And I just don't know if if that's in his world but that's all he needs to do because he his his um um shall i say his his influence and his um provenance or provenance of uh, in kiss is set in stone already you know it's it's lick it mm-hmm. up it's the songwriting it's it's yep. some of creature whatever it was and whatever it has been even the revenge songs it's it's never go away but respect that and then and then carry on and do your music and share it with the fans they want to hear it and that always seems to be like a i don't know it seems to be complex for him it's unfortunate yeah. too i don't know yeah you
2: yeah know? bruce so speaking of the, speaking of music and putting out the music so last fall your audio dog album was repressed on vinyl which was yes. which was really exciting for the fans that love your yep. your stuff um we've talked about you know the the you know the, the fantasies of joining jeans band or bruce kula play any discussion any thought about releasing new music something like audio dog or or the bk3 anything like that that you might be thinking of because you kind of said something when you said that you left grand funk you kind of if you know uh, forgive me if i'm putting words in your mouth that you said you wanted to focus on your legacy
1: no i mean uh, part of and we didn't really get into the reasons why I, I didn't want to be traveling and performing with great yeah. funk anymore because it had nothing to do with the guys. We all got along uh, very well, which is remarkable for 23 years. And, yep. um, you know, for me, it was about the travel. It was about the fact that every time um I would, you know, how, how busy I got once the pandemic hit, you know, there was yes. the, maybe the people who just sat back and took a holiday or read their books and everything. And I'm just like going crazy creating content and playing with things I never had the time to. Well, that's because I didn't have to worry about where am I flying on Thursday? When do I get back? How many days before the next turnaround? And that's what uh touring with a fly date kind of band is, okay? A lot of people would say to me, um, how's the tour going? We don't tour like traditional bands like like Kiss does and you go out. And, of course, they got the 10 trucks and the multi million dollar production. And you can't just do one-offs with that. Yeah, you can for the right amount of money, but sure. you know what's involved with that. But generally you do a lot of string of dates and then there's a break and then you do a string of dates with Grand Funk. You can work every month of the year. And that went on for 23 years. The only time wow. that stopped was when, let's say, uh, for there was a couple of years where Don Brewer wound up playing with Bob Seeger again, because Seger mm-hmm. always loved his drumming. Smart man. And Don was like, look, uh, for these two months, we're going to be off. I'm going to be on the secret tour. We all respected that. I didn't, I didn't. didn't. To me, it was like, well, you didn't kill the band. He's just saying, like, I got to go do this. They were respectful when I knew the cruises were coming so that I could say, you got to block these dates. This is what I want to do it. But honestly, the older I got and the more time went on, and especially uh, the band has get, been getting booked more and more. So then the schedule becomes more hectic. The time for me and to do the things that I want to do. Now, during August, I remember, I'm not sure what happened with the schedule, but I just got so motivated with a couple of new ideas that I wrote that I just jumped on my garage band, started playing, found some drummer named Kyle or Matt or something, and I'm laying down tracks. That's what they do. They have some names for them. You yeah. Know. Uh, Lisa would go, is that Kyle? He's good. You you know know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because he's laying down a great beat. And I'm doing these demos. I take out the bass. I play stuff. I send it to Todd. I share it with one of the other guys. and go, like, check it out. You know, and I'm, like, thrilled. And then there I am, slammed by more traveling, more traveling, more traveling, more traveling. And I do have music that's ready to record. And I know during the pandemic, because I used to talk about, oh, the cruise band is going to record as soon as things started to open up even though, you know, there were some you sure. know, setbacks at times, you know, everyone, you know, what was it, another COVID outbreak and all these yep. band members are in gigs are being canceled, but uh, everyone got, got, got slammed because uh, for such a long period of time, no one could see anybody. So everybody's schedule was make up those dates, do more. So we never got to do anything. Okay. And at any time, and these guys know it, this is not about like, they don't care, you know what I mean? And, and I haven't been, you know hounding them you know what i mean so i realized um the best way to do it is uh at, at, as soon as you know beginning part of this year is getting this new narrative out there that i get to explore everything lisa is so happy i am home she knows that there's this big weight because all of you should know it it, it was a hard thing to to um do the last shows you know what i mean i had a lot yep. of travel it's december it's around my birthday and it was around the holidays and and i knew it was coming to a halt and it's winter what can happen who's going to get sick you know is it is there a snowstorm you know i've been stuck in places before in, in, oh yeah in november and december and all so i got through all that and then of course you know i had my big party which was not actually on my birthday but I'm just in a, in a great place and, and having the opportunity to talk freely with guys like you and awesome. saying like, look, think of the opportunities I could do, knowing that I'd have time to do music. Okay. Um, I can also work on the book. I know a lot of people pick that up once you yes. out. And I get that. Um, my, my, my me leaving Grand Funks not to write my memoir. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's to just do what I want to do and celebrate my legacy. And at, at my age, which is now 70, I don't see it as like that I couldn't perform or I couldn't travel. But I was not going to work that hard to promote their legacy just playing guitar when I, I, I really want to concentrate on mine. I mean, it was exactly how I explained it to Don Brewer. And he goes, I get it. And then well, I don't even want to get into the fact that I had the hardest travels of anybody in the band because I was the one living on the West Coast. You know, the first uh yeah. you know, uh seventeen years in LA and then these five years in Las Las Vegas. So my flights, the bands get eighty percent of the gigs on the East Coast and Midwest. So I'm constantly taking these uh double flights, eight hours. And Jeez. it just becomes uh, the one gig becomes three days. Okay. You know, it's right. just hard. I remember when Brent would break off and do a guess who date. Guess who is another band. Terrific. They're really terrific. They they did a lot of shows with us. They do fly dates. OK, so uh Brent had to do a couple of fly dates with him and he comes back. How do you do this? How how have you done this all these years? My you know, I you know, this kicks my ass compared to when Slash does a run. Now, I'm not saying that isn't hard when these bands go out on tour, but you're out there. You know what I mean? You're going from one city to the next. and It, is, it becomes a little similar. You know, you're sometimes especially you're on a bus for a while, you know, or maybe however they do it. You're out and you're home. You're not going back and forth and back and forth yeah. and back and forth. Right, so right. So then, like mm-hmm. the one hat. Now I got unpack. Okay, now I got to pack. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It just, yeah. It became I was a yo-yo, and all I could think about when I was home was when do I have to leave again? What can I get done in that amount of time? And when I mean not get done, it, you know, what can I get done? Yeah, there's there's the dental cleaning and stuff like that, the silly <laughs> stuff. To get the car repaired, but there's more like what what project am I working on? How do I get audio dogs, artwork approved. So then that guy can print the copies and I have to listen to the master and make sure it's right. And then how are we going to promote it? How do we want to market it? You know, from all the things that I do, you know, so um there's, there's obviously memoirs. I'd love to do more guitar clinics if the right things come up. Mm-hmm. I'd love to perform more with my wife, Lisa. I think everyone knows. Yeah. Our Christmas song was quite popular. We stuck in a, loved it. One. Awesome.
3: Oh, thank you. Loved it. Oh, loved yep. it. That yep. Elvis version. I love it.
1: Yeah, yep. it was, it was completely, I ripped off, you know, she wanted to be one artist and I wanted to be Eric Clapton and then <laughs> together it becomes fresh. Obviously there could be some autograph shows that I think I'd be really appropriate at that. I never had the opportunity to do before because of the grand funk schedule. And I'm sure there, there could be some great expos and, and other um events put on by some of the people that we know I've been hearing things yep. about some people that would like to plan some cool things. So the sky's the limit. Uh obviously I can uh besides the music and the creative 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 parts uh are just I I can be out to meet my fans in different ways than before, then come to a grand funk show. And and I honestly I could not believe how many comments there were on the post when I thanked the guys in the band and let them know about the departure. The people were like Oh, well, I, I was very flattered when I saw you five times or I meant to come see you. But, I, you know, well, they had 23 years to you know, give you <laughs> a break. <laughs> or, or how about the last show was in an area of Ohio that the guy lives only 45 minutes and he probably never even knew about it. Didn't know I was playing, you know, and, and that's the disconnect that that I always felt with. Uh, Grand Funk that I, I don't really know how much the, the fans knew it it got better and better as years went on, you know, and especially the last uh, two or three years. But um, and, and yeah, they think they don't know some of those songs. Are you kidding me? Some of those songs are yeah, classic classics. rock hits. And of course oh, they yeah. know them and yep. I get to solo in every song. And uh, ironically um, the sound guy f- recorded the last night I did on the 14th of December and he sent it to the guys in the band, of course, and I got I got it. And the second I heard it, I went, whoa, this sounds great. And and what do I do? I pull out a guitar and I start jamming to it. Lisa was laughing. <laughs> That's I told awesome. I told I told nice. Don that. I told Don Brewer. You nice. know, because I'm not trying to like, it's not a bad memory. It's just um the music was always great. It's just the uh the travel and the fact that how could a gram funk gig for me ever be about my legacy? It wasn't gonna morph,
0: you yep. know what I mean, into the, right. this world. It d- right. didn't
1: work. You right. know, I had fans saying, can you do rock and roll all night? You think, you, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's not the event for that. And Grand right. Funk, if you really understand the band, another one with a lot of uh, fighting in the band, you know, you got Mark Farner being, you know, they, they've had a lot of issues through the years and they not anything to do with me. And, and in, in the same way that Ace and Peter always had these issues with Paul and Gene, nothing to do with me. I'm there to do my job and I respect everybody. So, you know, Mark likes me. I've done some work with uh, Mark Farner at these, corporate shows and the rock and roll fantasy camp but honestly uh the music was terrific the guys we all got along it was sad it was a hard thing for me to be clear about it know i had to do it and how it was all going to go down and they preferred me not talking about it until i was all done and waiting in 2024 Mm -hmm. and their new guy who they don't want me to really talk about even though he's terrific he's a dear friend of mine too so he's going to do a great job that's going to be uh, at their first show in the middle of January in uh, in Connecticut. And I think that's wonderful. So nice. um, they'll set up how they want to, you know, announce that uh, and we'll carry on. And everybody can, you know, it, it was left totally as an amicable thing, you know, of course. But speaking of uh, amicable things, where is your
3: relationship now with all the rest of Kiss? And we know you're very close with Eric. Yes. Have you had any conversations with Paul in so, the past? I don't know, congratulating him or yeah.
1: anything like that. Well, um, it was it really was uh, meant a lot to me when I had the big birthday party here in yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. I, of course, wanted to divide all all of the guys, you know, Yeah. Um, meaning Gene, Paul, uh, yeah. Eric and Peter. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Eric and Tommy, actually, because he, he does sometimes live here. In Las Vegas mm-hmm. and and Paul wrote me very sincerely that he had a conflict on that day and he and he was very happy about me celebrating my 70th and he called me a mensch again which for people who don't know yeah so and, uh, it's, a, it's a good compliment it means he's a stand-up guy okay <clears throat> yep and it meant it really meant a lot and I wished him well and of course during right before you know at times during the tour when I had something to share with him I, I told him have great shows you know And et cetera, et cetera. So it's always been a very cordial, supportive, uh, kind of relationship. Uh, Gene, obviously, um, you know, I shared, in fact, both of them, I shared the Christmas video, knowing Mm -hmm. that sometimes it's hard to get their attention, but they're not on tour now and everything. And both of them responded very favorable about it, which I thought was great. You know, I mean, Gene always, uh, he has a sweet spot. Spot about me and his, uh, because I've, I know these people that, that talk to him and hang with him. How Brent would say, Oh, he always speaks so highly of you. He's so cool. And, um, so, you know, with Gene, it, it's really everything is great with those guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Good. And that's why I, I didn't see anything about that final night as being something personal. That was a brand thing. That was how they wanted to market kiss that night. That's the way they wanted to do their final show. And it wasn't meant anything personal with me okay and i gotta be clear about that i know that but again um you know we discussed that uh plenty now peter uh, i keep in touch with uh we've done some events together yeah and i actually wrote him when i saw what he wrote about the band and i thought it was a wonderful thing how he you know was congratulating them and celebrating them and classy I- yeah, it was real classy. Very. And then, of yep. course, it, it, it gave me a lot, a lot of confidence too, that when I was going to do mine and mine was already planned and I had the image, I was yep. just waiting for that morning. And, um, so we're on the same page and, and, and I'm glad that Peter's been really at, he's kind of very centered about it. It seems that everything's okay. This is the way they are. And, and this is what it is, you know, um, Ace. Uh, we keep in touch. We, we text each other, wish each other happy new year. And of course, it, it's always fun to see him. Like at the, the last time I saw him was in October. He watches my band. He's done some very, I, I couldn't pay for the kind of press he's given me, you know, saying how I'm an excellent yeah. musician, saying yep. that I'm his favorite guitarist besides him and kiss, you know, so I find that, uh, that's fun to have a good relationship with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and let's see, you know, um, I don't, I wouldn't criticize him if I think he didn't have to say it that way. That's his history with those guys. Say whatever you want. You know what I mean? I know that um, I don't have that um, connection or that kind of history to, to be saying things about money and the stuff that we talked about. But uh, yeah, I seem to be, someone put it to me like you're Switzerland. No, no, Switzerland's very neutral. I'm just like, I want the family to all get along, you know, it's yeah. different than, you know, I know other people who go like, uh, you go to a, a part, you know, a dinner party or something and you know, someone's really snarky and, and they just know, the, the, you know, it bugs some people. I'm the one to make sure that I can engage them a little bit. And then if for some reason they said something hurtful for me, I would just, you know, let it roll off my, 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 my sleeve. And just like, like it then, then probably just like whatever I've been, I've been in these tough situations. I was the president of the HOA in, in studio city where I live, <laughs> yeah. where I had to deal with some real difficult things, especially when there was like a, a million dollar fire at the complex. And I had to quiet people and, and, and make them feel like, um you know, every, every, everybody's opinion does matter in this, but you gotta, you gotta, you know, temper it. Uh-huh. So I, I think I, I I know how to maybe um, see both sides and balance things enough that I don't I don't like people fighting. I really don't. I've even seen my manager get into it with, a, you, you know, a promoter and the, the two of them are going to kill each other. And I'm screaming, <laughs> stop. You know what I mean? This is ridiculous. He didn't make the money. I don't want him to be hurt that much. I know he promised that we're going to work this out and no one's going to kill each other because literally it looked like it was going to be like that, you know? Yep. So it's just been part of my nature. It might've been something I learned growing up. I don't know, but I'm not about to pick any fights. And even someone like Vinny, who I I felt uncomfortable at Creatures Fest and I knew that he changed the rules as it went, I don't mean him any harm. I just not so sure I'd ever want to work with him again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you <laughs> yeah. don't want to do that again. But, uh, it's not that hard, and i the same thing about my memoir that people ran with already I don't wanna I'll set the record straight about certain things the way I saw it, but I'm not about to trash the world you know i wanna celebrate oh, yeah. and talk about what it was like for me and how I felt because I also know there were times I did the wrong thing and I had to learn from that, you know what I mean, and then even if someone else is doing the wrong thing. I, I like to say, well, I wouldn't have handled it that way, but this is how it went down. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, what can I say? Uh, I, I'm fine with everybody. Yeah, and well, I can tell you from what you know, from what we know as our
3: podcast, listening to fans, listening to everything, it always come back to the same thing with you when it comes to Bruce Kulick, and that is that it comes back to class. Uh-huh. That's the one word that always defines you. And uh we see it. the fans see it you 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 just have you you carry yourself with class. You've always been a classy person, not only just amongst the band, and there's such a dysfunctional kiss band, but also with the way you handle yourself with the fans. and uh you know as as the time has gone on and we've gotten to know you, you've done nothing but reinforce that that the best way to describe Bruce is class. And uh, I
1: I can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. Of course, it means something to me. I I think my parents taught me, you don't have something nice to say about anybody, you know, don't say it. And I know um, it's so easy to slam. I I don't like the way social media picks up uh, clickbait nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, very offensive when I see someone distort, Uh, even something that I may have said and they take it completely wrong and it's got to get somebody upset. Well, get ready, buddy. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I, I understand that, but I, I, I'm, I'm clear in, in, you know, my kind of conscious as to how I, how I share my thoughts. Yeah. And I'm not looking to. Um, uh, be that controversial guy. I'm just not, but I, but I know it's, it's, it's good for clicks, I guess, uh, but that I don't, I don't need that. And I think it's maybe it's refreshing for some people. I know that they were celebrating the fact that I would be willing to do a book where I don't have to rip apart people, you know, yeah. but, but the story for me is much more interesting. There's so much about the process of my career and how I got into the band and what my role was in the band and what it felt like to me that, that, um, it, I don't need to be, be like tearing people a new a-hole, you know, but yeah. you know, that book I referred to Motley Crue, the dirt now. Yeah. Oh, like, oh yeah. No, no. There, there has to be some skeletons here. You, you got to talk about you, you know what I mean? I'm oh like, yeah. 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 Not really. And even if <laughs> I knew of some, I'm not the guy that wants to share that. That's, that's yep. ridiculous. But Let's face it. Um, unfortunately, that's the world we kind of live in, but I'm going to, I'm going to wave the good flag and kind of keep it, keep it, um, where what my parents taught me was to be a mensch, as, as Paul has called me. And that's, that's my intention. So I'm, I'm supportive of everyone. And, um, yeah, I mean, when someone does you wrong and you don't feel right around them, so then you just don't work with them or you, Mm -hmm. you, you know, and, and unfortunately, I've been disappointed by some other music business people who are, who I thought handled something poorly. And then, yeah, yeah, I, I, I joke with Lisa and say, like, uh, you know, but it's not something that I'm putting in, uh, uh, you know, some headline. It's just yep. silly. Yeah. Yeah. Look what I had to deal with with my brother. No, I, uh, I know. I don't, we we I remember
3: know. the stuff. And the thing is, that we were always just like, poor Bruce has to deal with this stuff. And that was a tough situation. We
1: yeah. know that, But you still came out again with class. In the well, way you I, handled it. I, yep. I knew them and and even the guys, uh, you know, Gene and Paul knew it. You know, my brother was suffering some sort of breakdown at Sandy yeah. and and went on this rampage. And it was so sad to see it. And I had to stay the course of uh, not going public about anything and just doing what I had to do. And then uh, and then uh, honestly, you know, and then I'm dying of a heart attack was so um out of left field but in a way he was at peace and and that was something i had to accept and then instead of getting into um the horrors of how hard he was the last six months and there's a lot of details with that but it's not necessary to be told a year later i share a a loving video of 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 his career you know and what he meant to me as a brother um being so successful in the music business and and everything that he accomplished and how many lives he's touched so that that was real important to me and because of covid we couldn't even have a memorial yeah uh and then it was really fun one other thing i was able to do this past year was play at Vamped. i know he used to jam at the kiss oh yeah yeah and then when stony the guy that works with uh the count um you know the counting cars guy in his band and we always rehearse at his facility here in vegas Um, when Stoney asked me to be a part of that night for that charity. But why why don't we do something for Bob? I said, this is great. Let's do six songs. You know, And I got up there, and that was wonderful. Um, Awesome. Those songs are amazing. I know we went through it a while Oh Yeah,
2: Yeah. incredible.
1: My favorite Kiss
3: songs are in there, and Bob's got his fingerprints all over them.
1: So speaking of uh, my brother, I did want to give you guys one scoop. I, I, I haven't completely finalized this, so I I don't have all the particulars to exactly how it could go down, but I have an incredible recording of uh, the rehearsal for the Kiss Cruise. Oh okay, wow! That's right. Yes, that's right. And and um I've already like examined all the tracks and um you know shared it the guys you know what happened when when we all got together Brent Todd and myself with my brother to do that first time kiss off at a cruise, right? Yeah. With, with, with kiss content. So <laughs> I said, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And there's a great story with that. I'll probably save it for my book, but, but in short, it was, it evolved, you know what I mean? In a big way from just being on a panel to maybe answering some questions and jamming to an actual set. And that set was legendary as, as, as many of you know, yeah. and the fact that Bob and I could uh, share our legacies on stage on that cruise with that night was really special, but we did have to rehearse. Our schedules were terrible, just absolutely terrible. I'm running everywhere with Grant Funk, and I believe that uh, Slash was busy that year too, so Tom mm-hmm. and Brent were not available that much. And Bob producing was more easy for him to be, you know, available because his job was where he lived. Um, and And we got together for a day and a half, and I remember what we decided was, we get a good recording of what we learned and how we know how to do the set. Then everybody can practice for the final four weeks before we lead mm-hmm. up to the, the, the performance. So uh, thank God that that was recorded really well. Uh, this guy nice. that Brent knows did a great job. I've already had conversations with him about, um, how we can get in there and then, and then mix it in the best way. And it could be just a, a great, uh, memento kind mm-hmm. of product. Okay. I know I have great pictures and uh but obviously i gotta work out all of the uh you just just how to maybe maybe i'm marketing it myself maybe it goes to a label and it becomes part of record store day who knows it could be a vinyl that sounds a CD or whatever, awesome you know but isn't Fantastic. that exciting yeah absolutely so I, I have absolutely. I, that was one thing i i i know i couldn't readily do i still want to put out my uh transformer the second solo record yes yep you know, oh yeah BK3's been out there a few different ways. Yep. But it is possible to, um, do something else with that because I have other tracks that could easily be finished that it could be like a, another version possibly. I've been mm-hmm. talking with my manager about some things with a, uh, with another label that's uh, interested in certain things. Um, unfortunately the audio dogs a one shot deal with Lindsley records. Okay. Yep. Because, you know, th- that wasn't his full time career and he had to close his company, but I'm, I'm still real, real tight with him. And, um, that product came out great. I'm so excited. It's awesome. I have that. It's great. Yeah. Good. good. Yeah. You get the blue, the white,
2: you know, I got the blue.
1: Yeah. Blue. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, it was really sad. I'll tell you, life is just crazy. So knowing that the blue sold out a a, a bit quicker than the white one. Yep. They both sold out that day, which was very flattering to me. Um, you know, the, uh, the part of the deal that I made with, with Craig Lindsley was that he would ship me, um, some product, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the the box of white I got was all perfect, okay. And then he had to tell me, by the way, I didn't realize this last box of blue got all trashed. You know? Oh no! And, uh, yeah. And uh, so, so he, he had much less blue to give me. Oh yeah. I mean, that stuff happens, and and you know, the yeah. labels always do a little bit of an overrun, anyways. I mean, the yep. uh, the printing plant rather. So yep. it wasn't like we really lost uh, a ton of stuff, but I was hoping for many more of the blue. And of sure. course, it had
0: to be the blue. Yeah, honestly. right, right, right.
1: But um. I haven't put them on my website yet. I don't have that many copies. I've been doing a few, you know, uh, smaller private sales through the Facebook pages and it might, I might put a few on my site, but I love when I go to, um, you know, eBay and people would trade, you know, buying, offering it for big money. It's, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, So, but I usually do my stuff in limited numbers anyway. I find it to be better that way. And, uh, not sure um, if everyone does that, but I do. <laughs> yeah. You know? If it works for you, why not? Yeah. 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 Because exactly. yeah. 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 I, I like, I, you know, I just like that. I I mm-hmm. I, I want to keep it truly limited. Yeah. So, was there anything we didn't cover? Well, that's what we were just going to ask
2: you before we, <laughs> before before we let you go. Before you know, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can keep track of all the things that you're into, or your social media, your website, etc.
1: Well, of course, um, BruceKulik.com, which yeah. uh, I should mention. Um, I used to be Kulik.net, and then, uh, you know, about probably four or five years ago, I was able to have BruceKulik.com, which a, a fan in Norway actually gifted me. Somehow, oh, wow. he, he winds up – the Kiss fans are amazing. Okay, we know that. That's awesome. <laughs> And the fact that he was in that kind of world and goes, you know, there's a big difference between Bruce Kulick asking for Bruce and, and, you know, some guy with a Norwegian name asking for it. You get it. <laughs> right. Uh, because, uh, they'll charge 10 times as much for me to buy. Yes, it, right? of course. Yep. So anyway, he gifted it to me, which was really lovely. And, um, uh, so it's brucegulick.com. A lot of people don't bother with the websites because uh, – but but I do have a real functioning shop there, and there's a lot of different products to look at. Yep, And there's yep. a couple of new things that I just put up for um, 2024. But certainly my Facebook, I have the two Facebook pages. There is a personal page, and that's generally for people I've actually met, and the official page. And the official page – has the m- chunk of people, okay, you know, yep. like 140,000 or something like that. But I, I like engaging with the fans. I have to clean up the spammers, the bots. It, oh, it, it, it,
3: we know it, all oh, about it. We terrible. deal with
2: that too.
1: It's awful, it's terrible. Terrible. unbelievable. It's really yep. But, but let me ask. So, how does someone really believe that they're chatting with Paul Stanley and that they're ready? To-
2: <laughs> we see that all the time on Facebook. Right.
1: I mean, yeah. This this one lady sadly wrote me telling me. It it, it it got to a point where she started to maybe have some red flags, but I was, um, Lisa was divorcing me. I had no money and, um, because she was going to take all of it and please send me money, you know, the scammer. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the end game with you. oh, games. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The money part will come in it's, sooner yeah, or later. It, yeah. It's a confidence game and yep. it's just, and, and I think we know Facebook won't do anything about it. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They don't care, or they're not capable. Uh, one or the other, but 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 the fans really got to stop being gullible about it. Yeah, because you know? we yeah. can't police it because it's every artist, everywhere. Yeah, and it's it's horrible. They just pop up at it anywhere. Yep, as you know, and you like to joke
3: with me. I am an attorney.
1: Yeah. and I
3: do bankruptcy work. Okay, I specifically have a client that got scammed and catfished and lost about. Maybe one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Oh my a god! F- yeah. Sensible person, you can talk yep. to them. Like they know it's yep. night and day. They yep. they, they mm-hmm. and I and I would say to them, so you didn't meet this person? And she's right. like, no. Did you talk them okay. on the phone? No. How the hell did you get to the point where you felt you were in a relationship yeah. that awesome. you are like, here's thirty thousand. Here's awesome. my credit card. Here's this. And this is not. Um, this is one of my clients. I've heard it in millions of yeah. times in other hearings where I'll go and someone's been scammed out of money, and it's usually yeah. senior citizens yep. love interests that uh, steal from them, and how they never catch these people—it's—it's it's heartbreaking. Yep. And uh, people just gotta be—I hate to say it—can't trust anybody out there. Yeah. Really nope. can't. <laughs>
1: And and that's why when I do, and I and I do look at my messages on Facebook, and I know they they try to get them off of that to this private, you know, whatever it is that they're using, and then they make up a fake one. And again, Facebook won't remove it. You can report it; it doesn't matter. They won't. There's a there's a Twitter one that looks just like me. It doesn't matter. You know, I'd have to give my ID and look into the phone and get. They make you jump through. It's my identity and i gotta jump through all these hoops to prove exactly me yep you know when when can't you see this as being mirrored he's not using the same name he doesn't have the blue check or he didn't pay for it to be verified on twitter yeah. you get what i mean it's yeah. just remarkable but the, it's just sad that people could be gullible yeah i do the best i can with it but all right i don't yep. want to bring everybody down <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay go ahead but i do actually sometimes converse with them i remember this one guy that that wouldn't believe it really was me and he wanted me to go live on a video so you can see I go, Dude, if you're not gonna believe it's me. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm yeah, not right. I'm not showing you emoji <laughs> hearts and everything. You know what I mean? It's me. i I, I have no game here. <laughs> I have in the game. You don't want to believe it's me. I don't care. You know I'm not yeah. going to do a, do a cameo for you for free so you can yeah. see it's me. But anyway, uh Twitter's great. There's another way to uh, yep. see what I'm up to. Instagram, even though you, you, you can't do links and you got to post differently Learning how to handle social media, that's oh, a yeah. full-time job, people. And I'm always guessing at which is the best way to share this, and and will a lot of people see it? I just wanted the fans to know that I, I do generally get to read. I mean, look, if there's a post that has a, a, a thousand comments, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I get to all of them, okay? but. But typically, you know, when I get a couple of hundred, I'm able to scroll through them and respond to something that means something, or I want to clarify something. It is me. I, I'm, I have that interest. I loved how Paul's son who had that great opening opportunity with his dad, you know, with that band. And, and I know a lot of the fans loved it. That was great. Yep. Um He was responding to everybody. Anyone wrote him, you know, he was totally engaging them. And, and I think he knew that that would only help him. And I know a lot of people want to see him play when he, I think he did another gig in the, in in New York city after the garden, you know, Mm -hmm. great crowd. And that's the way you, you you build it. But I don't take my fans for granted. I do like to know what they think and I read their comments and I, and I do try to chime in. I mean, it gets to a point where someone's just all of a sudden now they think you're, you know, you know, I'm their best friend. and They'll ask a name present, you know, questions, you know, like, how was your day? You know, (laughs) you know, what did you have for breakfast today? You know, I'm like,
2: so what, no, no, right. bre- so what did yeah, you have for breakfast?
1: Yeah. So what did you have for breakfast today, Bruce? Actually, <laughs> today was I can't for some. Oh, you know, I made some scrambled eggs. You know, I am no pancakes.
2: Yeah. What? No, no,
1: that was uh, two, <laughs> two days ago. Oh, okay, pancakes, okay, you know? okay. But I'll, I'll engage with 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 the people, especially when an, I love when it's a gear question or oh, yeah. I, they they need for me to set the record straight about. Why am I wearing jeans base on that photo? You you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Explain that for the Sure. Times. That's awesome. Or why wasn't it you in Ace's makeup as the spaceman? Oh and god. It's Tommy. I've I've narrowed that down to like two sentences now. I know what to do, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, really? Uh, but but uh it's not easy. But yeah. So That's what nice. can I say? I do, I do get involved uh yeah. to a certain extent and I Good. do care. Good. You know, you know, and the last thing I I should make a mention, I mean, anything yeah. to do when I see how you guys tag me and things and, mm-hmm. and, and get me involved. I, I like that community because they, they seem to be like-minded people yep. like Chris Jericho. And by the way, I'd like to do some things with Jericho in the future. Cause he likes to de- delve into my kiss era. Right. You, totally. You know, we have to, we'll have that conversation sometime, but uh, yep. Chris is just a, a big supporter. And, and I, I now enjoy his wrestling because Lisa's son and I, we all went to see him, you know, wrestle. Nice. I, I knew he got killed there, but it was a wonderful, <laughs> you know, they body slam into the barrier, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm in the oh, front yeah. row. I will never sit in the front row again. He <laughs> yeah. <knows laughs> that, knows that. I'm going to give away my ticket to somebody else <laughs> and let them sit there. But, 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 there's just so much I can, uh, do with social media and I want to do more content. I have a special. Good. Um, uh, ideas of other things that I can celebrate and get out there. So, yep. so that, you know, but they can all reach me. There's emails on the websites and the offers that are coming in when they're legit. I mean, I'm not totally set up with the agent and, but I do have a manager lawyer who can handle a lot of things. I'm just going to look at everything. You know, some things I can handle myself, other things I know it's best when I have, um, yep. you, know, you know, legal representation, representation yep. yeah. of course. Good. Uh, and I've always been, I've always been win-win with what I do. So, uh, and I'm pretty honest that, you know, if something's just not right, I, 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 and I'll tell you lastly, like someone offered before I even announced the uh, Grand Funk thing, a really big thing to do in South America when I knew I would be free. I didn't know yeah. who else would be free. Uh, and I, and I looked at it very seriously with my manager and we started kicking around, but um, I, you know, I, there were too many moving parts and, and it was too hard to guarantee that it was going to be, uh, that even the guys that I was willing to play would, could, could safely make it, you know what I mean? That we'd have the right rehearsal time and then get and do that performance that I just had to say, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to just grab someone's money. I want to know that I can deliver if you, if you can understand that. No, oh totally. yeah, totally. That, that's real important. I have a, uh, a high bar now that I need to protect because I've done shows like that on the cruise and creatures fest. And I hope you guys have seen some of the stuff I did with, with even Joey and Joe and oh, yeah. you know, that yep. performance was solid. I have to do that. I absolutely seem to be at that quality and I don't want to uh, uh, diminish that. So yep. we'll see what it brings. I've already had some people offer things in in Europe that I'll look at, but I don't know where it's going to take me. And the wonderful thing is that I can pick and choose and, and go the right way. So awesome. Well, uh, he is, Br-
2: he is Bruce Kulik and what a way to kick off 2024. Bruce, you're the best. You reinforce it. Every time we talk to you, thank you so much. Incredible stuff. We wish you nothing but the best and all your free time and a happy 2024 to you, buddy.
1: Thank you so much guys. And I uh, always, follow you guys and wish you luck on everything and let's all have a let's continue to enjoy the band we love okay i know i'm not gonna um you know stay quiet okay uh because i want to celebrate it and continue celebrating it and let's let's um just there's always new things to discover there really is let's see what the future brings for all of us so thank you again for the invitation thank you so much bruce cool a class act thanks
3: bruce Tom, that was Hall of Famer
2: Bruce Kulick. Thoughts? Just incredible. I mean, me and you, whenever we do an interview, you know, we very respectfully and casually try to like text each other about you know the progress of the interview and who's going to ask a question, just just kind of chatting. So we kind of monitor what's going on. We were just blown away at his honesty, how frank he was with us. And how respectful he was as he expressed his opinion. He wasn't being offensive or inflammatory. He was being emotional and heartfelt and honest. And telling the stories about what he felt about the end of the road, those final shows in New York. Not being invited. All of that. The comments that Doc made. And then on top of that, just everything after that. His retirement from Grand Funk. And what he wants to do now. Post-GFR, if I could say. He's just phenomenal, and that's why we love Bruce. He always says what's on his mind, and he says it with respect, with dignity, with class. And that's the word we always use, is class. Just an amazing, amazing interview. And we're just lucky enough to have him on here to, to share all that.
3: The thing that our listeners want to a little sneak peek yeah, before we get him on. So before we hit record, we do a little small talk and things like that. Yeah. We kind of discussed this with Bruce that what's off limits. And he said, no, nope, go right ahead. There was yep. no topic, topic off limit. There was no, you don't bring this up. You don't say this. I, I, I tried to make sure that, you know, I, that we got an honest answers out of him. I didn't really have to put that much effort. He was completely open and honest. He's not that type of person. He's not going to be like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, i right. was fucking pissed off. He's right. not that type of person. Nope. And nope. so I asked him because, you know, the thing that I wanted to ask on my, for me is like, Bruce, they did this shit. Were you angry or were you disappointed and hurt? Mm-hmm. And he gave us the honest answer. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't say that we would get that from anybody else. There wasn't bullshitting. There wasn't fakeness. It wasn't. He was completely honest. And you know what bothered him? Like he said, is like, you know, I could have asked Eric to invite me, but I don't want mm. that. me to kind of plant myself in there. Mm-hmm. I wanted the invite. And I think what bugged him the most, he, had, because I, as I said to him, I believe Ace fucked it up for everybody. Once Ace went all fucking nuclear with, with Eddie. and all that shit and on Eddie. I think they were like, we're done with all of it. Let's not even bother. We're not going to negotiate with them. We can't deal with them. Fuck them. They're all out. We're not going to invite anybody. But I think what bothered him was he didn't get the invite to come. All right, great. You won't jump on stage with us, but you're invited as you were invited on the Hall of Fame. Come sit at the stage. Get a front row seat. Come here. Be interviewed. You know, whatever. They didn't do that. And it goes to show you, how much, as Bruce said, they dropped the ball.
2: The other thing I like, too, is that he spoke not just as a former member of KISS. He spoke as a fan of KISS. And I really appreciate, again, his honesty about how he said, you know, what a missed opportunity. No mention of the band. No video montage no photo montage no like he's talking the way me and you talked the way that all of our friends in New York City talked so when you have a former member of the band even he is honestly portraying what the fans said is like guys you missed a big opportunity you kind of fucked up I'm putting words in his mouth he didn't say that but even he is acknowledging you could have done so much more here and you just didn't do it I think he was more
3: not for himself but for Eric Carr he mentioned.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yes, exactly. He's like they didn't yep. even say anything for him like yep. I think he he doesn't burn bridges. He's a class act all the way. Absolutely. And uh I find it fascinating what he had to say yeah. and what his future holds and the possible
2: you know, Bruce tour out there or Bruce music or Bruce new music, Bruce new music. Exactly. Yep. And I love the fact that he is excited about the prospects of his future. I mean, God bless him. He's 70 years old. He left grand funk railroad, but he's not getting ready to go sit in a rocking chair. He's got some stuff going on and we're excited for it. Cause everything that Bruce does is fantastic. So okay. I think that I, I got excited about that, that he's just not going to go and sail off into the sunset, no. that he wants to work on some things. And as fans, we, we can't wait for that.
3: Yeah, he's a class act. And by the way, yep. happy 10-year anniversary to both Bruce and Lisa. Apparently that's it's right. today
2: as we're recording. That's right. 10 yep, year that's anniversary. right. Happy anniversary. Yep. Today's well, Thursday, January 4th. That's right. God
3: bless him. It, it goes to show you don't need all the money that Paul and Gene have to have a happy life. Be a uh-huh. good person and do all you're doing. Um, and I wish some more members of KISS would emulate Bruce and stay on that classy kind of level and and be as fan friendly as Bruce is.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Yep. So, well, we hope you enjoyed the interview. We know we were looking forward to it and so happy with the way it came out. Anyway, Tom, what we do next is we go to Question of the week. New year, and we have an old friend coming back.
2: That's right. We have a returning friend and sponsor, the great Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Famer, Tony Barone. And his ABCPA Inc. is back for another tax season on Shout It Out Loudcast. We have personally used Tony. Zeus has used Tony. Tony for all of our tax needs. And you can get all of that and more from Tony. He's fantastic. You can visit his website at ABCPAinc.com. You go there, all of his information is there, all of the services that he offers, which is everything that you could need, financial planning, estate planning, tax preparation for businesses, for personal payroll, you name it. He does it all. And Tony is the man. And we're so proud to have him as a friend And to do business with him as well.
3: Yeah, I send clients to Tony. He's fucking great. Uh, I will tell you this, people, when you reach out on the website, ABCPAinc.com, get his email, email him directly, tell him you're a loudcaster. He'll take care of you. Yep. And with that, Tom,
2: what is the question of the week? Question of the week comes from Music Vampire, also known as Cody, I guess. This is okay. a good question. I like this one. Usually when people send us questions a week, I kind of bank them. I don't use them right away, but this is this is a timely one. He says, now that it's a brand new year, and we know that the first Kiss Avatar concert won't take place until 2027, what do you think will be the biggest news in Kiss World for 2024? Gene Simmons tours
3: with uh, maybe Bruce. I don't I'm not really sure if that's gonna happen, but if not, Gene Simmons tours with uh some of the shout out loudcast friends and family there plan. Todd Kearns, maybe a Brent Fitz, a Brent Woods, something like that. And he goes on tours and he plays all the songs that we wish Kiss would play.
2: Yeah, that you you kind of stole my idea as well. I think Gene Gene will be touring for sure he loves to work, he loves to perform, he loves to have fun, he loves the fans, he loves giving the fans what they want. I think that will definitely happen. Other than that, I really think that this is going to be kind of a reset year for the band, for the members. We've talked about this in the past. Unfortunately, there's no more off the soundboard or deluxe box sets coming because of what's going on with the KISS brand and Universal Music. And I know a lot of people are saying that next month in february of 2024 it's 50 years if you can wrap your head around that since the debut album they released the colored vinyl for the 45th anniversary of it they can't really do that again for the 50th and they also can't really release a deluxe box set unless things get squared away but i doubt it because it takes months to prepare those so i don't know what we're going to get for that but for kiss proper i think it might be kind of a quiet reset year with the exception of gene staying active. That's my opinion, yeah. I think Eric is going to be quiet. I think Tommy's going to be quiet. And I think Paul just wants to go into hiding and tell us how to save money on our groceries.
3: Yeah, we'll find out soon enough. Yep. Um, But the big news will probably for Kiss overall is Raise Your Glasses will be released as a book.
2: Boom. Absolutely, yes.
3: (laughs) Thank you for the question. It was awesome.
2: Great question, Cody. Great question. I'd love to hear what some other people think about that, too. So thank you. Tom? Where can people find us? Our website's the place to go. Shoutitoutloudcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there. You can listen to them right from the website. You can listen to all the Shout out loudcast episodes, Dorm Damage, Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles. And you can comment directly right from the website, and we receive those in the form of an email. And if you want your question of the week, you can do that. You can send us an email at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Or you can use the website, and we'll get that as well. You can also click on all of our social media links. You can click on our Amazon shopping page, our merch page, our Patreon page. Everything is there on our website, so please check that out. And, of course, you want to go old-school email. Like I said, it's shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read every single email that you send us. We might not be able to get to every one of them during the shows, but trust us, we read them all. And if you do happen to send us an email that you would prefer to be kept private, Please specify that. We will respect your wishes. We won't read it on the air. And if again, if you want to be part of our question of the week, send us that. I have a whole folder of questions. We go through them all the time, and it's part of our show every week. These next few ones will be a special one because they will be sponsored by our tax buddy, Hall of Famer Tony Barone, ABCPAInc.com. So check him out again. And you can also check out our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Please check out all those. And our loudcasters Facebook page too, which is growing. We're almost up to 9,000 members, which is amazing. So thank you. Can we you
3: do a public service announcement on that?
2: Oh God, that could be a whole other Festivus episode.
3: Do you remember how we used to always laugh and be like, Hey, look at the the fucking guy on three sides is always so fucking trigger happy, fucking bitching about people. Not. Thanks for, thanks for making us like understand where, where they're coming from because yep. I'm telling you people now. The level of patience we have is gone. It's gone. You, it's gone. The, the newbies that have come on have ruined what used to be such a
2: fun fucking page. So we're like we're like a bouncer at a nightclub right now. That's what we are. We're, we're a bouncer at a nightclub throwing out all the assholes. Yeah. Oh, what are you listening to KISS for? They suck. What the fuck are you what doing they, here? Why are you on Kiss is a fucking clown band that uh, talent, untalented fucking losers? What would possess you to even follow us? Yeah, like am it's
3: I a, gonna go insane? A, like the yarn club's page in me, like
2: yarn sucks, you fucking old bastards. Like yeah, nice, nice the- yarn, pr- nice sweater, you knit you nerd. <laughs> like, I just fuck? I have no patience
3: for it. So you're blocking people, you're declining comments. I'm blocking people, I'm declining comments, I'm not approving. And the people that are fucking think this is their marketing page for their fucking social media accounts. It's not. We're not going to fucking put 10 fucking posts of yours up every fucking day. No. Come on, people. Like, Loudcast is always so much fun for me where I go there and people with like-minded sense of humor and jokes and have a debate or discussion. Not this
2: shit. And the sad thing is all the offenders probably don't even, aren't even listening to this right now. So- But you'll oh, continue. You'll con- what if we continue- move on? Some guy told me, move on. I'm like, oh. It's my fucking page, asshole. Fucking, it's just brutal. It's brutal. But yeah, please, that all that aside, please follow us on social media.
3: <laughs> just don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, which is absolutely hard. I mean, we used to, our, like, now we have real problems. We used to have problems like, God damn it, fucking. Tony Musalam and his new fucking hijacking of posts <laughs> on stupid shit. Mork fucking debates. Like, you know. We welcome are- that now. <laughs> Those are the glory days. Where is Tony <laughs> Musalem? He's on
2: vacation. All he does is post his pictures on a
3: fucking cruise ship. I swear to God, I think I just saw him post something earlier today. Like, hey, I'm going on the fucking more cruise. Here's some photos of last (laughs) year's cruise that he didn't post. I'm like, all you do is post photos of you on vacation. What are you talking about? He can't post pictures unless the ocean's behind him. Yeah, fucking. And He's got a sour puss look on his face. (laughs) He's got a beautiful girlfriend and he just, like, looks miserable. Uh, What the fuck, Tony? We love Tony. How did he become part of a show this week? Jesus (laughs) Because we used to bitch about him hijacking, (laughs) and those are the glory days. I'll take that back any day. Oh, man.
2: But anyways, uh, welcome new listeners. And Zeus, go ahead. You have something to say, too.
3: Yeah, you can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. At least those are normal fucking stuff that we get. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us one of those five stars child reviews on apple Podcasts. you do we read them on the air and obviously we appreciate those it's a big help to the show so if you want to do that for us we'd really appreciate it uh remember you can always go to our website as tom mentioned shout it out loudcast.com shout it out loudcast.com tom we always end on famous last words we're beginning season six let's do it what do you got
2: what's mine is mine and yours is mine Baby, just sign on the dotted line. You got nine lives like an alley cat. Just stick with me, and I'll show you where it's at. Woo! Yeah. And you
3: don't know me. And I don't know me. I can't see you. You can't see me. Close my eyes and leave the world behind i walk alone oh geez i didn't even can't think you of see good call good call good call bruce Kulick, his army loudcasters
2: tom season six Woo! we're here thank you bruce kulik you are the man thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of that information with us we can't get enough of it we can't get enough of you you're the man loudcasters you guys rock let's have a great 2024 zeus as always my friend thank you peace out girl scout
3: hit the music what i'd like now is for all you fat out of shape worldwide kiss cards to keep the noise down while i show your ladies what a real sexy man looks like
2: Listen, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture, settle down.
3: Cut the music. Anybody seen Richie? (laughs) Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo?
0: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.